All right, guys, welcome to episode 39 of the Drag and Drive show presented by Summit Racing. Guys, tonight, this show is history in the making. I can't believe it. I, dude, I don't even know how to explain how excited I am tonight. But we got a couple things we're going to talk about, too. So not just only, not only are we going to announce the Dragon first ever, first ever Dragon Drive world champion, we're going to talk about PRI 2023, kind of our outline for that, what all we have going on, who's coming to see us, who we're going to see, and we're going to talk to Devin and Laura from Southeast Street Meet at the end of the show. This is going to be a, a crazy episode. Welcome, everybody. If you haven't done it yet, hit the share button while Eric hits the uh, hits the intro video. Guys, I'm here with Dave Terese, Mr. Energy. Psyched to be here. Thanks for having me. And I'm yeah. oh, we're looking this for a six something. That's excited you're here. It's gonna be a ton of fun. Great weather. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this right here. All right, guys, let's get this thing started. If you don't know, my name is Mike Narks. I am the host of the Dragon Draft Show, which is what you're watching right now, and the news, which happens on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. I'm also a Dragon Draft statistician. I am a I nerd out on all the historical data that comes along with you guys racing these things. And uh, as we know, this thing has completely blown up. It's gone absolutely crazy in 2023. But I'm also an announcer and a promoter. For an event that's coming up in April called The Circuit, which is our own event, which is a charity drag and drive event host, hosted at Mocan Dragway, uh, right up the road here from me, about an hour north. Eric, introduce yourself. Tell them who you are and what you got going on, dude. I am Eric White. I am your co-host for the Drag and Drive News and Drag and Drive Show. I do a lot of the graphic design, video editing, help with the podcast, uh, all that kinds of stuff for Drag and Drive Addiction. Mm -hmm. But I'm not doing that. I run 815 LSX Swaps, which is my YouTube channel. And uh, I'm on a roll. I'm back to being a, a rising creator on Facebook again this week. So that's been a, a wild journey. Dude, that's like eight weeks now that you've been a rising creator. So that's pretty awesome. Well, congratulations to you, man. And of course, guys, we can't do this without you. So we want to say thank you to our race car friends out there that are watching this right now. Again, guys, hit that share button. This is a huge night for us here. We can't do it without you. All your likes and shares and comments this week. I don't know. I'll tell you, have really helped me stay uh, in the zone. I've, I've worked my butt off the last couple of days doing this, getting ready for you guys. And of course, our sponsors, Summit Racing, Molly Motorsports, Howard's Cams, Sweet Patina, and Racing Junk. Guys, we couldn't have hit almost 14 events. I say almost 14 because I almost went to one uh, last weekend, but sadly, I did not. So 13 events attended in 2023 by either me or Eric. It's been absolutely insane. Well, dude, let's talk about what we got coming up and why PRI is so important to us. One, obviously, we've just been cramming the phrase 
the first ever Dragon Drive Awards down people's throats. So we were hosting that. But to do that, we needed to get a booth, right? So to get a room, you had to get a booth. Well, we've gone absolutely ham on booths. So we've got an eight foot by five foot banner that's going to be across the back of the booth that's going to basically talk about what we do at Dragon Drive Addiction. Um, we, I, I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff. We've been, we've been, that stuff's going to roll out as we go. But guys, PRI is the automotive industry's second largest trade show. This is a show for like racers and builders with a ton of manufacturers, parts manufacturers, you know, engine manufacturers, every kind of manufacturer you can imagine for the automotive aftermarket, they are there. And it is December 7th through 9th. So we leave here in what, 12 days or 16 days, I think is what your post said this morning. Yeah, it starts in 16 days, which means we're going to be there a day ahead of time. So 15 days we'll be on our way to PRI. <laughs> yes, we'll bring it on. Well, I'm excited about that. Again, guys, we're hosting the first ever Dragon Drive Awards. Nobody has ever done this before, and we are excited that so many companies have come on come on board and help us do this, but mainly Summit Racing, guys. They are the ones that are presenting this. And let's talk about the room number. Room Indianapolis Convention Center 209. I have no idea where that is, but it's somewhere in the PRI realm of the world there so you guys will have to come over we have 25 plus trophies that are going to be awarded i think we're above 30 now actually and we haven't won and you haven't posted any pictures of those yet have you no i haven't so i go to pick them up yeah i go to pick them up next tuesday or wednesday and when i get them back home i intend to do all kinds of cool photos have you edit those photos so they look great so we can show everybody what they're winning i mean again 31 trophies this is going to be absolutely insane and that's december 7th that's thursday at 11 a.m so we're doing the awards and we're also giving the uh world champion who we're going to announce in just a little bit we're going to give them all of their prize packs. So let me run down through a couple of things that we are going to be giving away. Obviously, the world champion. We have the top three in the world are getting um, trophies for quarter mile and eighth mile national level events. The top three for quarter and eighth mile regional events. We've got the Molly Motorsports Melted Piston Award, the Sweet Patina Toughest Roadside Repair Award. And then we're actually giving out a Dragon Drive Ambassador Award to three different people, believe it or not. So I'm really excited about those folks. We know several of these people are going to be in attendance, but my goal between now and the next, I don't know, five days, six days, something like that, is to reach out to every person that is going to be receiving a trophy at that at the award show and see if they're going to be on site. Because if they are, we obviously want to get them into the, the room and to accept that and to take their pictures with the sponsors and all of the folks that do that. Now, I will say this after we were talking to some sponsors about what, you know, when we could come around to their booth and talk about 2024 season stuff. And I was like, Thursday is out. We've got to cart around the Dragon Drive World Champion to every person, to every booth, I think, in that building. So we're going to do, uh, get some pictures with this person and maybe their co pilots if they are going to be there, which I think they are going to be. So we're going to have to we're going to see how this goes, man. I'm so excited to be in the middle of all this, but we are live streaming it for you folks that are going to be at home. We will be live streaming it. It may just be from my cell phone, but we're going to be in there. We're going to have the live stream all done up and everything like that. Um, let me jump in here. So we've got Rich Guido is coming over Thursday to our booth from 2 to 3 p.m. Okay, so if you want to meet 
who we're calling, you know, he's one of the Dragon Drive ambassadors. I wasn't going to release that, but uh, he is. He is getting that award from us. And then we're going to be at, Eric and I will be at Howard's Cams uh, Thursday from 3 p.m. to probably 4, 3.30 or 4, something like that. And then we're going to be at Summit on Friday at 1 p.m. And then we're going to have Brittany Friesen from Brittany Automotive at our booth <laughs> Friday, December 8th at 3 p.m. So you can take all, the, all those uh, events are on Facebook, so you can be following along. Obviously, we are going to be you know, live streaming as often as we can. We paid out the nose to have internet service and electricity there for three days. Electricity was $111. Like, I mean, you know, if you want to smack me in the face, just go ahead and do that. Uh, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. I won't even talk about what the internet costs, but I'm excited to have those. And then Saturday morning, us and at least maybe one or two of the summit guys are going to be on the PRI paddock and podcast studio stage live and in charge on the PRI channel. So I'm excited about us, you know, again, preaching the, the word of drag and drive to as many people as possible. So like Eric said in a message earlier, guys, if you're going to be a PRI and you're going to be there Saturday, please come by, stand in front of us, make funny faces, you know, <laughs> laugh, all that kind of stuff. We've got about 40 minutes probably worth of time, maybe 50 minutes worth of time that we'll be able to be right there. We will also live stream that onto our own channels uh, that morning as well. So pretty exciting stuff. PRI, again, 2022 PRI changed my life drastically. I know it changed Eric's a little bit. PRI 2023 is going to change everyone's lives. It's going to be completely different game once we start looking at the 2024 event. So Really, really exciting things are happening here. So um, again, be watching the stuff. If you're not subscribed or following the channel, you definitely need to do that right now. Like, like, just go ahead and hit the subscribe button right now while you're looking at it. We're going to need a week-long break after PRI because we are going to be everywhere. You're out of your mind. There's no way we're going to take a break after that. That'll be when we really get busy. Yeah. Well, one thing we want to do is, before we jump into this tonight, guys, we want to thank Summit Racing. They are a huge part of our channel. Eric, why don't you play? I, I don't know if they've hit 200,000 yet, but I don't they, know. we definitely need to, uh, to have, have Justin back on and talk about it. What's up, guys? Justin here, wrenching away on another awesome project for our YouTube channel. You know, we've done some really cool stuff over the years, like our Baja Bronco build, or our Project 1000 6-liter LS build. Or how about this one, our 57 Chevy Barn Fine rebuild with Robbie Layton Nation. We don't want you to miss out on any of the fun on our YouTube channel or at home. That's why we're giving away three $200 Summit Racing gift cards you can spend on your very own project. All you have to do is subscribe to our channel and comment on this video. Once we get to 200,000 subscribers, we'll announce our giveaway winners. Help us get there faster by sharing this post with your friends and spreading the word. In addition to project builds, our YouTube channel delivers helpful tech how-tos, celebrity interviews, event coverage, road trip fun, and so much more. All the more reasons to subscribe, comment, and share now to enter into our 200 for 200,000 YouTube giveaway. You won't want to miss out on any of our stellar content. We're focused in on this beautiful face. And the insulation kit. Fire alarm. So let's pull our air hose off. With our one mounted, let's just 
to random stuff because that's how my life goes. That wasn't really that my best work. But seriously, enter for your chance to win a $200 Summit Racing gift card now. As always, the golden question is, what are you working on? Dude, I love that guy. He is hilarious, man. And he was yeah. on last week. We got to talk about SEMA last week, and now we're talking about PRI this week. Yeah, he was a ton of fun on the show. He was having a blast. We were having a blast. It was a good time. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Well, um, I'm not going to have any slides up for this first part here because I, I want to talk directly to you guys. This is a historic moment for dra the Dragon Drive community. I want you to know that. Dragon Drive Addiction and Summit Racing, with help from a ton of Dragon Drive racers and promoters, we developed a point series that would lead to awarding the first ever Dragon Drive World Champion presented by Summit Racing at the first ever Dragon Drive Awards, also presented by Summit Racing at PRI 2023. Guys, but Summit Racing is more than a sponsor for the Dragon Drive community. They're advocates supporting events across the world to help push the sport further. They also are competitors like our buddy Tommy Dupree, who is a class winner. The street race at Small Block NA winning Trans Am that he raced at uh, Midwest Drags earlier this year. And I, I'm going to give a little bit of backstory here. Lonnie Tibbs approached us with this idea at the end of the 2022 season. We've been working on a way to reward the fastest racer already. I had some ideas in my head, but once this idea hit the hit the text message, it was on. Guys, we knew this idea would take it to the next level. So we spent several weeks designing a point structure that allowed for the best possible series available. I say that because there are going to be some changes in 2024. As a reminder, because I know there's been some conversation and there's going to be more, and that's okay. This is the first time any of this has ever been put down on paper, okay? So I think we did a pretty decent job getting through the first year, especially when you guys find out who won it. This is going to be great. So we structured a system for racers to earn points for each day of racing, bonuses for podium finishes in classes, and bonuses for their average ET. Um, additional points were added if the racer reset the class ET and or mile an hour record for uh, for events for um, I guess you know events that have more than one one running. That was that was our other big thing too. That's something that we are going to change for an event to be points eligible. It needed four things. It needed four plus days of racing. It needed racer standings to be determined by their average ET, not a heads up or all out type deal. It needed 500 plus street miles of driving and it needed 150 registered racers. Okay, that's how you get there. During the 2023 season, we saw 13 events qualify for eligibility with more than 2000 unique racers earning Dragon Drive World Champion points. And some of those only got one point because they showed up day of and then they broke. So one of the key things is we limited points accumulation to the racers top three events. Plus they could only use one eighth mile event or class. That's key there. Uh, class points towards their overall score. 58 racers participated in three plus national events during the season. That's awesome. Absolutely insane. We've never seen that kind of commitment from the drag and drop community. It, it absolutely nuts. So we're going to award a lot of those type folks that are in that level of stuff that is part of the drag and drive world champion uh, or drag and drive awards. I apologize. All right. So let's get into it here, guys. 
again, thank you to everybody that's out there. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for being on the show tonight. This is one of our most viewed shows so far. Let's talk about the top six, because to me, this is important. These are racers that, uh, that accumulated more than 100 points in their three events. To do that, you needed to at least win a class. You needed, like these guys here, run at least eight-second passes, and you needed to reset records if that was possible. Well, number six, Mr. Aaron Schaefer, we call him Mr. 850 over here at this at this outlet here because he is the man. So 100 points to Aaron Schaefer. Congratulations to him. He showed up at Southeast Street completely untested with a 98-millimeter turbo and 35 tires. Nah, yep. He went up in turbo and down in tires. It was crazy. Number five, Graham Hayes with 101 points. Congratulations to him. He is. He had no idea he was even in competition, and he ends up in the top five. And number four, our man, one of the Dragon Drive ambassadors for our sport, Mr. Rich Guido with 102 points, who had actually made a comment today that he hoped he stayed in the top 10. And I wanted to tell him so bad that he had definitely stayed within the top 10. So those are your, those are your four, five, and six racers. Eight racers, and I, I don't have pictures of them yet, but we're going to. Eight racers finished between 90 and 100 points. So you have 14 racers above 90 points. Now, if you complete three events and don't win anything and don't run any faster than a 999 or average faster than a 999, you only get 78 points. So that tells you even the top 14 still had to perform very, very well. So those racers are Walter Doyle, which is awesome, Ben Neal, Clark Rosenstengel, Evan Yurkowitz, Brian Acton, Cameron Thorpe, Bobby Admire, and Rob Courtney. It's crazy. Look, look who showed up just in time. That's awesome. Well, congratulations <laughs> to Mr. Rich Guido. Number four is definitely something to be proud of. And uh, I know there are a lot of folks that are going to be gunning for this next year. The first year something comes out, everybody kind of sees how it goes. And then now we have the roadmap. Now we have a way that they know they can they can compete. So congratulations to you guys. That again, number four, five, and six. These are the other racers that have more than 100 points. Third place has a huge list of accolades. He won the Super Street class at six summer with a seven eight seventy three average, running a best ET of seven six fifty nine. He won the Hot Rod class of Rocky Mountain Race Week with an average of eight oh eight seven resetting his own ET record, and his third win came from the Hot Rod class at race week with an 8.077 average, also resetting the ET record. He reset the mile per hour record in both of those classes as well. So that dude had a stellar year. He had his son on Rocky Mountain and race week as a co-pilot, but did six summer all by himself and actually had the top end of his car torn down in the pits uh, as we saw one morning, your number three place is Corey Thompson with 110 points. Guys, congratulations to Corey. I hope everybody out there is giving him the clap because uh, that's 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 a stellar stellar point series there. Let's talk about second place, guys, because these are some really good friends of ours. Second place literally came down to the wire. This racer entered two classes in a, in an attempt. To secure the most points possible. Obviously, both class entries would not count towards their uh, points, but the, it would allow them to score as many as possible because they needed to. Here's what they needed 
to tie Corey Thompson. He needed to reset the class record. He needed a class win. And he needed to finish with a four-second average. Guys, Ryan Hargett is your second place for the Dragon Drive World Champion 2023. Um, let's run down through a little bit of what he did. So Ryan decided to get serious about the point series. After winning his class at Summit Racing for West Drags, new combo, brand new combo in the car, no passes on it when he got there. Him and Tammy ran over the unlimited class by almost a full second, 7.462 average that week. Next on the list was Hot Rod Drag Week and the Super Street Small Block Power Adder class. They won that one and reset the class ET record and mile an hour with a 7.2915 average, absolutely tearing it up. That gave them 72 points, which was the absolute minimum that you could score and still tie Corey Thompson at the end of the year. Okay, so they needed 38 points to tie Corey going into the last event. The only event that was available to them at that point was Southeast Street Neat. They've never competed in three events during a year. So, and Ryan had not raced a dedicated eighth mile event in that car ever. Everything had been set up for quarter mile. So here he comes. He's got to run a 235 tire because that's what Devin says to, to double enter. You've got to run a 235 and a 275, which means he had to make a minimum of two passes per day, one on small tire, one on a tiny tire, because 275 was the other. He entered unlimited and the tiny tire 235 class, had no way, had no data or anything set up for the 235 stuff. So this was, I mean, a complete shot from left field comes out. Um, one other stipulation to this is there was no mile an hour data for previous Southeast Street events, which again causes a problem because now we have no way, he had no way to get that extra point. So he had to, again, win his class, run a four second average and reset the ET record. Okay. Big, big time stuff. So Ryan entered unlimited and tiny. Ryan and Tammy swapped between 275 and 235 tires and their street tires throughout the week. And he absolutely obliterated the tiny tire record at Southeast Street Neat, putting up a 4826 average, resetting the class ET by more than three tenths and earning the 38 points he needed to tie Corey Thompson. And, 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 and one day they raced at two tracks. So he had to make four passes in one day and swap those tires twice. Yeah. yeah two complete changeovers. I mean, the, we're going to talk to the world champion here in a minute. We're going to bring them on here in just a little bit, but guys, this Southeast street meet running two tracks in one day, I'm telling you, it was a game changer for a lot of folks. That was very, very difficult. And I know we're going to talk to the world champion about this because they struggled. And then as they pull in, they had more problems. So it's absolutely crazy. It was fun to watch that entire week go down. And I have big videos coming. I promise I'm going to do basically a recap of the world champion and Ryan's battle throughout the week and tell the fun stories that come along each day from that. So pretty cool. But before we announce the first ever Dragon Drive World Champion presented by Summit Racing, I wanted to kind of give you guys a recap of what these guys are going to walk away with. They're, they're getting a custom-made trophy and stand 
by Cold Heart Art. I don't know if you guys have seen any of his stuff. It's amazing. I'm, after this, I'm going to send a picture to Brian and, oh, dang it. I've been trying not to say his name the whole time. Anyways, so Cold Heart Art is <laughs> creating this trophy for them. They get a $500 Summit Racing gift card. They get free entry of their choosing into Hot Rod Drag Week, Southeast Street, and Race Week, and Rocky Mountain. And they get guaranteed spots in Sick Week and Sick Summer. They get, obviously, a decal package that's going to have for the car and their trailer and their toolboxes. We're going to load them up with Drag and Drive World Champion 2023 decals. They're getting a custom Summit Racing jacket for their driver, for the co-pilot and the other co-pilot so we've got three jackets on order they're getting a full-blown drag and drive addiction whole everything we offer they're getting plus i have something special in the back for them uh, that will be done we should be able to show it next week they're getting a free pair of tires for mickey thompson and buy one get one on two other sets of tires so essentially two tire two sets of tires for free and they're getting a precise built torque wrench and case that they can throw in the car. It's anywhere from 25 to 250 pounds or foot pounds of torque. So it's pretty amazing. I'm, I'm excited about what this year brings and I'm excited about what this can mean for 2024's world champion because we only know that now once we have the, the steps laid, we can, we can really blow it up from here. So before we officially reveal the world champion, uh, I slipped earlier. So if you weren't paying attention, Sorry about you. I just want to say thank you so much, guys. This is this this has just become our most watched live stream so far this year. So we appreciate you guys doing all that. Thank you also to our sponsors, Summit Racing, Molly Motorsports, Howard's Cams, Sweet Patina, and Racing Junk. Guys, let's uh let's not bring them on yet, but I wanna I wanna go through the accolades that they did this year. So the first ever Dragon Drive World Champion. 2023 has been racing in drag and drive events since 2011. This is not a new person. This is someone that has done this. They have they've beat the street. So this year started off pretty tough with the DNF at Sick Week after day two. But the guys were the quickest car of six summer with their average of 6,883. And they finished the event earning 37 points. Next up on the list was Hot Rod Drag Week. The team would win the ultimate iron class. For the fifth time in their history, they reset both the ET and mile an hour record for the class with their winning average of 6,743, so faster than what they did at Sick Week, earning them 39 points. Again, you can see the differences in going faster and what that means. And then you have, uh, after a few weeks, the car was reassembled, it's put back together. Um, well, let me back up one sentence here. So that gave them 76 points, okay? And I'll just tell you, I'm going to quote this person that pressured them pretty heavily to make a run at this first ever Dragon Drive World Champion because his quote is spot on. So with 76 points, they reassembled the car. It had the engine was out. I'm assuming going to get a refresh, preparing for I would think sick week. They're going to come back to that because of the DNF last year. Then they were hoping after they assembled all that, that Southeast Street being an eighth mile event would be a little easier for them this year. I know they had to think that. That was definitely not the case. The day before the event, they're out there making test hits, couldn't get the new transmission to cooperate. So they went back to the trailer and remounted the old transmission that had been in the car all year. 
all season, you know, thousands of street miles. I'm sure, you know, 50 hits or more, something like that. And then so that had them struggling there. They get that change. They come out day one, get registered, everything, get the car lined out, lay down a 469 on day one. Fastest pass of the day, obviously. That gave them the lead in the unlimited class and they headed out. But that's not even where the struggles like that. It, it was all day one was the struggle for them the entire time they were out there. We're going to let them tell that story here in a minute. But they won their class. They reset the average GT for the unlimited class, and they finished with a four-second average, netting them 38 points with a total of 114 points. The team had won every class they had entered, averaged in the quickest ET points bonus available, and reset records at both eligible events. Because Six Summer was the first event, there were obviously no ET or mile-an-hour records there, or this would have been an even bigger blowout. So I want to congratulate Brian Goldstone on being the first ever drag and drive world champion in his 73 javelin. And I want to congratulate Brian Robbins and Rob Sanders, who were both co-pilots this year. And we know how much co-pilots mean to a driver. So that's why we also have gifts for them uh, once we see them at PRI. Lonnie Tibbs had this to say about Brian Goldstone being champion. He said, if you look up the meaning of Goldstone in the dictionary, it will give insight to what kind of person Bryant is. Goldstone, called the stone of ambition, Goldstone is thought to assist in attaining goals. Some consider Goldstone to be a symbol of ingenuity, ambition, and drive. It is believed to reduce tension, revitalize the wearer, and encourage a positive attitude. If you look at how long Bryant has been doing drag and drive, and doing it at a high level, it was only a matter of time to see him make his way to the top of the mountain. Guys, I, I could not have said it better. I think he is definitely a, uh, he's in the running to be a, a politician. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's welcome these guys on and congratulate them, I would say, in person here. Oh, uh, I can't see. Can you bring him on here? Yep. All right. So we got Brian Robbins here. And who we got here? Is this Rob? What's up, Rob? How What's are you going sir? on? Man, where, where's Brian? <laughs> oh, that's not good. I hope he's not messaging me. He must nope. be having technical difficulties. Uh-oh. Uh, hey, he's going to be mad at me for sure. Oh, should... I think there he just he joined. There he is. Perfect. All right. So <laughs> the easiest way to probably do this is to... Somebody's got one in in behind them there. Yep, uh, Brian. It sounds like your um, maybe a, a speaker is on. My wife had one on. Hey, there we go. All right, perfect. Uh, Tommy Dupree to Dupree here says uh, congratulations, Brian from among us at Summit Racing. So congratulations, guys. This is uh, this is pretty awesome to see. I don't know this whole panel of folks that have. <laughs> absolutely destroyed and dominated all year long to uh to win three events to be the quickest at six summer i mean there was a huge number of folks at six summer that were uh were making big runs and everything so let's uh get into my notes here why don't why don't we go around real quick um introduce yourselves and uh, kind of i don't know talk about how long you've been doing dragon drive or what brings you back to dragon drive where do you want to start? You want to start over here with Brian? Yep. yep. Let's start with Brian. 
Um, Bryant Goldstone got the 73 Javelin, had it for 37 or 38 years, somewhere around there. It's 19 when I got it, so I guess 38 years. So, yeah, um, been doing it since 2011. I think the actually the first one I went to started in Columbus at Hot Rod and actually parked next to Tom Bailey, and it was, I think, his first drag week that year, too. And, you know, I, I, I don't – it's – Everyone says I'm going on vacation, but it's definitely never been a vacation. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, but I don't know. Something keeps us coming back. You know, I guess just the competition and the, the people, and you know, just camaraderie between everybody and everyone there is willing to help anyone at any time. So it's it's yeah. it's great events, man. I really love doing them. Well, Brian, we've lost your uh, we've lost your video. Ah. <laughs> is it? There is, we go. You got it. Okay, I don't know why. No, no. Hey, that's all right, Brian. Why do you keep coming back, man? Um, I guess just you know the, the the people you know, and we like the competition, and I don't know. It's it's it's. I guess it's kind of fun. I guess sometimes, but I don't know. We we enjoy racing, and it's a good kind of racing for us. You know, I mean, we right. just enjoy the street car stuff. We've always had faster street cars, and. We used to do the NMCA stuff and just show up and race. And this is way better than that. You know, you get to at least drive your car some and sometimes sleep in it. And, you know, and it's, I don't know, it's just, it's enjoyable to do, I guess, the people. Right. And yeah. Well, Brian Robbins, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us why you keep coming back and then we'll go to Rob after that. Well, I guess I keep coming back because Brian keeps calling and says, hey, we've got a drag week coming up. You going to go? So... <laughs> I don't know. He, he called me quite a few years ago, wanted some help and went to the racetrack and started helping him and pretty much got sucked in after that and just keep going back to see if we can uh, run a little better, obviously. Try to improve on the last time out. Right. So is it is it some competition, uh, like internal competition with you guys? Like you want to better your own times or do you look at the field and say, hey, we want to we, we just want to go beat those guys? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, as as a racer, I mean, every time you go out, you want to go faster and right than than you did the time before. So, you know, that's been our struggle the last few times is we've uh, tried to take some time to go test and be a little more prepared ahead of time. And it seems like we've ended up fighting issues and been behind the eight ball right from the get go. So it just makes you dig that much harder and try to get through it. <laughs> right. Rob, what about you, bud? That was actually a uh, six hundred was first one I ever done. Um, really, I thought, dude, I thought maybe it's just because you work on so many of these cars. <laughs> yeah, I am. All, I'm in the background with a lot of different cars that go. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, Jay Blanchard, and um, there's a bunch of. I mean, I got a bunch. I think I had on six summer. I think I had ten or twelve cars uh, that I work on there. So I'm usually just stuck in the shop working all the time. Actually, Jay just texted me and said, "Get back to work." <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was fun. I mean, I had a blast. Bryant kind of gave me, you know, the most heads up he could, like six hours before we had to leave. <laughs> he said, uh, "He said, hey, do you want to go? And you're like, uh, when do I need to tell you about it? He's like, well, I'm, I'm driving by your house in about 20 minutes. Pretty much how that went, yeah. Um, just managed to get it all worked out to go. So I had a blast. Um, I mean, I'd go again for sure. Well, we, we definitely love to see you there. I mean, I know this will probably open up some opportunities, I hope, for you to 
co-piloting some other cars and is do you have a car that you could bring or do you um build stuff for everybody else and don't have time? I, I mean i have cars none of them are done because i'm working on everybody else's <laughs> um and I, I mean i run a dragster with some bracket big big money bracket racing stuff um but yeah my street cars i got rid of all of them a long time ago uh, invest in the business yeah. um and that's cool. I mean, I worked towards sure, it, but I'm sure there were 12 guys on six summer that appreciated that you did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're all, I'm pretty fortunate to have a good, good customer base with, with a lot of the guys I deal with. So. Yeah. Well, Brian, tell us about like, you, you said you've had a javelin since you were 19. Dude, tell us the story. Kind of a little bit of recap on that. Well, uh, my dad was living in Tucson, Arizona and we're living here in Indiana. I um, decided to fly down there and find a car he was supposed to scope some out and i wanted to basically i wanted a nova chevy 2 chevelle something like that and and my dad did a horrible job of finding anything i you know even close to what i wanted so i don't know we looked at a bunch of stuff and i don't know how it is now there but it was really spread out and my dad had a his car wasn't that great and he was still working and it took a lot to get around to find something and finally we ended up two days before I was I came across this javelin and I didn't, I didn't even know what a javelin was then because I don't think I ever paid attention to him and it's pretty much out of necessity I had to buy something to get home because we didn't have a flight back I was buying something and driving home nice so before yeah, Roku kicked that off that was your idea you <laughs> yeah that was a we spent three days getting back and my wife at the time wouldn't she wouldn't drive so I drove the whole way back Wow. You know, and it just it, it got kind of it's it's a long boring ride from Arizona back to Indiana. Yeah, I would bet. Now, yeah. um, what what year is this? What what it, were you what about? year was that that I went to get it? Uh -huh. Um, shit, it was probably let's see, probably about eighty six or seven. Wow. I think. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was so definitely not as many interstates uh, available at that time. I don't even remember. I just remember coming across the tip of Texas and then straight up pretty much. So I don't even know what. If I would have even thought about a Route 66 drive or something, that would have been a perfect time to do it. But I, it wasn't on my list at that time, you know, <laughs> just getting home. Right. Well, we know that, you know, unfortunately things happened last year. And then you guys thrashed to get the car ready for sick week what kind of time span was that uh the new car you know quote unquote new car uh build what, what was that done in? it was like a month or something like that oh to, to rebuild the car after i wrecked it mm -hmm. well that was a whole year that was basically mm -hmm. 51 weeks because we got it done the week wow. week before and um came to drag week with it actually one the, the next drag week and um untested of course because that's how we fly and you know i actually did fairly good i mean i think we won the class and everything that year and mm -hmm. I, well yes i was still a little bit afraid you know not knowing you know i was just a little nervous i tell brian you know it's like just let's make some easy passes get down the track well the first day it was because we had problems and i think we got down there with like a 17 something you know and then the next day i tell brian you know just Take it easy, because the whole way there, I was fighting my steering. When they welded my steering column in, they kind of got frozen a bushing. So every turn I made required like two or three more turns to get me going back straight. No, no. And 
so at, we were at Indy and Brian took the shaft all out and honed out the bushing where it went. And then it was like so easy. You could like spin it with your finger, you know? And it, so I was like, I'm like, I'm, this is a little bit sketchy, man. Cause I just got done driving for four hours, twisting the car all over the place. And, and now it's yeah. driving good. So I was a little nervous and he's like, all right, let's set up an easy pass. And I can't remember what it was, but I think it was 662 or something like that. Wow. And did not expect it. And it was the easiest run I think I've ever made. It went like straight down the track and it was, it, it was smooth as can be. And it was like, I was, I couldn't believe it, but then the door blew off at that time. So, you know, but <laughs> and that, I was, I was actually didn't even bother me. It was like, no problem. You know, we right? Just like, yeah, we just ripped that one. Yeah. I remember that pass and you guys were out there like duct taping and sheet metal screwed that door together. It was uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I got kind of lucky because being that it was the closest track to us and a lot of our friends were going to different, you know, to that racetrack because the car was finally out again. And um, Adam Padell showed up and and his son and, and my buddy Kevin Davis. And so I had both of the guys that did any of the body work on my car there. So That's basically awesome. they were, Adam helped put it back together. So, Right. Would, and then um, I, I think the rest of that week, you guys had to tape the window closed or something? I yeah, we, we just taped it so it didn't suck it back off again. I mean, it, it, I, it, I could break through duct tape, I guess. I mean, we didn't put, like, two layers or anything on it. Yeah. Just one layer to seal it off so it didn't, you know. But, yeah, I had somebody at the other end in case I needed to get out, you know. But believe me, if you need to get out fast, you're going to get past some Lexon, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not going to stop you from getting out. But, That's exactly yeah, right. it, was, it was a little bit difficult. We drove with the door off, which – Got, I mean, I think it went from in the 90s to the 60s one night, and it got kind of cold in that car. Yeah, <laughs> no door. I bet. Well, uh, what's the what's the current engine, trans and rear axle all set up? What's the current um, engine is um, built by my father-in-law, Norm Beerhorst. Used to have Ultratech racing engines here in in town, mm -hmm. and um, he's retired now, but he still does my stuff at at home and does some stuff for some other people, you know, but um yeah so it's a 500 this the one that i've had in this year is a 572 i've got a 556 that is supposed to be better but it hasn't proven to be better yet so we when i want reliability I, I go with this engine i mean this engine we actually did all of um six summer and drag week and never had the valve covers off the car wow that's awesome we didn't even check lash and it was honestly we took it apart afterwards and it was perfect and we were going to rebuild it after um when we got back and, and we reused most of the parts in it, I just wanted to change the things that could cause more problems like the, the lifters and the rods. So we switched them out and he used a lot of the same bearings and everything to put it back together. That's awesome. And then behind that, you know, we got the Rossler three-speed transmission. They've always been great to me and always helped me out and turned stuff around really quick for me. I'm sure they do for everybody, but, um, <laughs> You know, we, we run the gear vendors some. We did it a lot this year. And then, then you know, the differential is just, uh, I think we got, we ended up breaking one on one of the vents and went from the, I think it was actually the pinion seal um, started leaking profusely, popped out. I don't know if this, there, this video thing. But um, it ended up, um, so we ended up changing it in a parking lot and we put the 389 that we had in it and, we just left it in there. It was actually, I thought it was going to lose some mile an hour, but it actually was really great. I mean, it, it worked good and we'll probably keep that in there. Nice. nice. And did you run that 389 at uh, Street Neat as well? Yeah, we had that in there. Yeah, we had oh, cool. 
I, I changed transmissions, like you said, and then changed them back. But yeah, the rear end has pretty much made it through the last couple of events. Yeah, the exact same combination we ran at Drag Week. Nice. What was that? It worked. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> so Rob, Rob, you said you've only done the co-piloting, co-piloting just the one time. Yep. Brian, how many have you done? You know, I guess I don't really know how many. I've done quite a few of them now. Never, never gotcha. really kept track. Yeah, that's that's one thing that's I'm trying to to get some um, events to include is you know the uh, co-pilot name within their data that they give us because I think that'll be really cool going forward. You know, having all of that information because like at some point a lot of these co-pilots like we're seeing it at the circuit a lot of co-pilots are moving in and they're racing their own cars now you know so well let's talk about um let's talk about struggles at sick week because that was you know technically you guys showed up to four national level events this year so you know doing three is hard now you're looking at you know you had to get the car in to do a fourth so so what happened at sick week looks like you made passes on day two and then uh we're out after that you asking me here, Brian. <laughs> yeah, either one. That, that, that one started out uh, just as rough as it could be. We uh, actually showed up early to test and um, wanted to try to work on the early numbers on the car and decided to make a, a hit at, uh, where were we at, Bradenton, I think? Bradenton. And uh, decided that we weren't going to run it. They're only going to run it to about the eighth mile and click it off. And uh, it didn't quite make it to the eighth mile and uh, come back. And it had a cylinder torched out of it, it had a hole torched through the head and through the block. Mm. And um, spent the next day and a half getting it fixed. Um, got it through tech and uh, tried to test on. Sunday and couldn't get the car to spool. It kept shutting off. Mm. And we worked on it all afternoon and all night into the night. And uh, we had changed injectors when we torched it, thinking we had bad injector and ended up taking those back out and putting injectors back in. And long story short, it was, I don't know, what was it, 10 o'clock that night? Finally figured out the reason it torched itself is because the injector driver had come unplugged on the second set of injectors. Oh, oh wow. So we, we started day one with not a single test pass on it and in, in backup mode, just trying to get yeah. through and survive again. Right. So on that, did you guys carry, do you have like an extra head that's with you? Did you have to repair the head? How did you get past that? No, actually we lucked out. I had a customer that's got a, speed shop um in town and uh, we ended up going to their place and took the thing apart and uh they were able to uh weld the head up and fix the head and i cleaned the block up and we uh patched it back together and um we're l l lucky enough to have everything we needed and get, get it back going that's awesome that's awesome. And, and I don't remember what you guys ran that week, but um, or those times, but I think it was in the sixes, right? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was running really on pretty good. We were in first, and then yeah, and, and then we broke it. So 
long ride home from Georgia with a broken car. Uh, I bet yeah. that's a uh, that's a hard time. And you know, you guys have obviously been friends for a long time. That's that's where being friendly, you know, definitely comes in handy because uh, it could have been real easy for tempers to flare. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, it wasn't anyone's fault. It was just. I don't even know how it happened, honestly. It just, it's just, I don't know how it came unplugged, but I, I usually stay away from that stuff, but somehow at some time, they probably unplugged it when they were welding, and and that, that's all I know about that. It was kind of just stupid, right. bit, you know. Well, and then, you know, six summer is in four months, so what were some of the changes that were made? You know, did you guys pull the stuff back, pull everything back apart between sick week and sick summer? What, what's your typical maintenance schedule look like there? Well, that one, uh, we obviously had to tear the engine back out of it. And I think that that was the 556 that was in it at that time. And we've just had really no luck with the heads on that one. Mm -hmm. And um, the other one's just a conventional 24 degree head. And it, it's been really reliable. So, yeah, we've put that one back in. And like I said, that stayed in it all the rest of the year pretty much. And yeah, that's awesome. For us, you know, the, um, the last one. But yeah, it's. So yeah, that's pretty much all the maintenance we did after that race. And then, you know, we went to um, six summer and then, you know, it all went fairly well. And then until the front end came off the car at the end of the track and still don't really know how that happened or why it happened. I know it was latched down there and, but now it's way better. So. Yeah. I can only imagine what that looked and felt like uh, as you're running 200 plus miles an hour and <laughs> It was kind of, kind of weird. weird. It's weird how stuff happens when you're going that fast. It kind of, it all slows down. Like the first day when I, I hit the bird, it was like I, I saw the bird coming from way away, and I'm just like, move, you know. But the, <laughs> the the hood, I, I thought I lost the hood, so I was I was going, and then all of a sudden, poof, I see it fly by me, and I'm like, shit, you know, all the things you're thinking. I'm like, well, it's just the hood. I have a, a mold for that. I can make another one. And then I got out and the whole front end's gone, you know, the yeah. mounts for it and everything. It just like tore the whole thing. And it didn't touch the car anywhere else. Just left, you know, straight yeah. up a couple well, hundred plus feet probably. But <laughs> yeah, wow. I was gonna say, it was, it was way over the, the scoreboards and uh, pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever, it was all over with by then, you know, so that yeah. was, I guess at least it, if it's going to happen, it was good that it happened there, I guess, at the last run and by the yep. trade, everything else. Right. And then you guys were obviously, like I said earlier, you're the quickest team of that event within a 688 average and ran a, a 667 at 218.41 miles an hour. I saw Devin was in here just a few minutes ago. You were actually the second fastest mile per hour because they ran a 218.49 or something like that. So. Hey, he's got to take that. But I'm pretty sure something ran in front of the clocks for him to. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it works. What are some of the wins that happened during uh, six summer? Obviously, things went right. You know, you guys come out quickest car at the event. What What are some things that went right for you? Went went right at six summer. Uh -huh. I'm pretty sure pretty much everything went well except you know I started off I hit the bird and then I think at Union Grove. Go get that for me. So I'm gonna walk with this and turn off my compressor if I can. Oh yeah. Is that pretty bad in the background? No, it's not bad. All right, I'll stay here. There we go. She'll try to figure it out. <laughs> Got my wife doing all the stuff that I need. Nice. <laughs> the heater came on once. There she goes. She got it. So, yeah, we hit a dip at the end, and it ended up 
ripping half the front end off. And that's what I think what started the, the front end from coming. I think it let air in because we duct taped it all back together. And, mm. and then we, we didn't really test it at the next track because the next track was was terrible in Iowa. It just, I think yeah. I was the fastest car there, but I don't think anyone, I think I only went like 150 because it, you know, I yeah. was off throttle way before the end. And everybody yeah, else, everybody, everybody struggled at Tri State for sure. Yeah. It was a, you know, that was, the, I think Devin and them turned in like an 850 or say 30 or something that day, you know, way off the mark. So, yeah, yeah, definitely with, I get, they always, you know, say something about the big tires, but I guess that was definitely an advantage for the big tires at, at that track. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be on the tires there for sure. So, well, Rob, yeah. as, as the first Dragon Drive event being six summer, what are some things that you enjoyed? What are some things that, uh, you know, you, you made notes for that you'll change on your next time? I mean, all the people were great. Um, just a different, different atmosphere from what I'm used to um, mm -hmm. with a lot of the, you know, the no prep guys and stuff that I deal with too, you know, just a, it's just a whole new ball game. Um, like I said, I've done about every other kind Everyone, of drag racing there is. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah, everyone's nice at, uh, at a drag and drive event mostly and, uh, <laughs> not, not cutthroat as bad. Yeah. And I mean, it's not quite cutthroat. It's just, you know, everybody's more willing to do something, um, that I seen. So that's the big thing. More resourceful. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. There's definitely some resourceful folks. There's, there's rarely anybody putting these things on a trailer, mainly because you're, you know, two or 300, 500 miles from home. Yeah, the necess the drive necessity, you know, just, just having to get something patched up. Uh, you know, like at Union Grove, when you hit the dip and tore the front end off, um, I found a cracked header, so we tracked down a welder, and I set up a welding bench in the trailer and had the turbos off and the manifolds off, welding it, everything back up. Couldn't figure out why it was down on all the mile an hour. Well, found it. <laughs> Boost leak. Yep. Well, let's, let's move into Hot Rod Drag Week because, obviously, winning that class five times, I mean, that's pretty impressive. I've got my notes inside, but um, I think it was like – 2016, 17, 18, and 2022, and then uh, 2023. Just crazy, just complete, uh, I would say, domination in that class and that event. Second quickest of the event with a 674, and then quickest CT of the week uh, with a 6569 at 218.66 miles an hour. So you went faster this time. Um, any changes that you have between Six Summer and Drag Week? Um, I don't, I don't think we really changed much. No, just had more hits on it. And actually we, we, I think we, is, we switched the turbos on that. Didn't we, Brian? Yeah. Had new turbos. Yeah. On. yeah it took us a little while to get that going. We, we started off drag week behind the eight ball there. We might've been overall winners, but we ended up having a battery fire in the pits on the test and tune day. <laughs> it turned out it, it could have been really bad, but we minimal damage luckily. So yeah, that, and that, screwed up the computer and some of our programs and we ended up starting well i think what we turned in like barely a six something i think that day we were just happy to at that point but you know wow. it, was, it was so hot and miserable that day but yeah we, we changed turbos and then it didn't want to spool and it, it just he spent probably three days getting it back to where we were and then then it was on you know it's it's going to work really good once we get back out again yeah. yeah. Did you guys go up in turbo? Did you just different um, branding? Same size. We just went to their their next gens, the precision. 
And uh, I guess the, I think I think it's the next gen we went to. Ninety four is definitely is what we stayed with, and that, that's going to be plenty for the rest of nice. my career. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what so, like what kind of power does that car make? I mean, um, I don't know. There we guess go. I mean, it's about four or five years ago. It made over twenty five hundred on the you know, the mobile chassis roller dyno, you know, but we've never had it on a hub dyno or anything. So I'm not really sure. I was, I was thinking this winter, if we have time, we're going to put it on Brian's dyno. And I, I just want not have any oil leaks, no issues, you know, so it'd be nice to put it on the dyno and maybe we'll step on it a few times. We haven't had it yeah. on the dyno since we built the car to begin with, you know. Well, I mean, again, we all know like the, the group that's watching this and you guys know that, you know, dyno numbers don't really mean a whole bunch. It's a great tuning tool to uh, make sure yeah. everything is, is good to go from there. And I'm sure, you know, once if somebody knew the weight and they could see your time in mile an hour, they could have a pretty good idea of what kind of power the car made. Well, yeah, it's a little over 3000 pounds. So it, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I never really calculated it because it's yeah. all irrelevant. I just want ET anyway, you know, <laughs> that's exactly right. Mile well, an hour. What what were some of the wins uh, throughout the week of of drag week that you felt? Wins. Well, finishing is always a big win, that's for sure. <laughs> and surviving the fire was nice at first, you know, because it was looking pretty sketchy for a minute. It was probably 15, 20 minutes trying to put that fire out. Oh man! Got to thank Paul Powell and um, Daryl who came over um, Stevenson from Australia and. He actually, we'd all, I, I fell asleep and it started raining while it was charging. And I think the charger got wet and it just mm. started charging. And, you know, it, it was, it was crazy. He comes in and mate, your car's on fire. And I'm like, shit, I jumped up and ran out there in my, in my socks in the rain. And by that time I got out there, everybody else from across, you know, Jerry Sweet and all his, his crew and everybody that was over there got over there to, to help put it out and. Yeah, so if not, I would have. If it, we, if nobody would have saw that, it would have been the end of my car because it was. Oh, that's a pretty pretty scary fire. Yeah, yeah, I bet, man. I don't know where I was when all that went down. Like I feel like I was there most of the weekend, but or most of the week, maybe I wasn't. And that's crazy. You're probably following around a famous YouTuber or something, you know. <laughs> we, we typically like to follow racers around, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, um, let's move on. Let's talk about Southeast Street Neat because this the time between Drag Week and Street Neat, the we saw the World Champion points and conversations really start kind of taking off, and we knew it would be like that. Um, Lonnie Tibbs really he messaged me and was like, "Dude, you got to." He's like, "You really got a message over to uh, you got to start kind of got to start bothering." Bryant about this. I think he has a good opportunity. And he was right. I mean, you know, 76 points after two events, you really had, you had the car to beat. And uh, sadly, I guess I didn't catch that you said you were coming. So it was, uh, it was pretty wild to see, I don't know, just walk us through kind of how that conversation went and, and what made you pull the final trigger? Well, yeah, Lon ended up messaging me. I don't think we ever talked Maybe, maybe we did once. I don't remember. I think I actually did have him call me, but um, I, I didn't even think about the points because I wasn't paying any attention to it. And 
I've, I didn't really think about it, but I thought, yeah, when, after I thought about it, or he said something about it, I'm like, yeah, well, I guess we should be in it. We're like, we've won an event and, you know, class winner both times and second overall the other time. And I never really looked at how the points were thrown out mm -hmm. there and everything. But yeah, then he, he pretty much stayed on me a few times to, to do it. And it was all up to, you know, Brian going or, you know, I was probably at that point, I was pretty much make up my mind. I'm going to do something. I'll find somebody to do it. You know, I mean, it's, it seems pretty easy, the tuning part. But I think my wife could probably do it. <laughs> I get it. I got it done. I was well, done. I nobody. It, we, we, we could have used Thursday night. Yeah, right. <laughs> could have used some earphones, man, trying to sleep in that car. That's for sure. <laughs> I can't imagine. So, so let's walk through your struggles. One, I mean, it was. I'm not going to say it was a thrash to get the car back together, but you posted pictures. The motor was out like two weeks beforehand, or maybe three. And so, you know, you got to get the car back together. You said, you know, you already had an engine that had proven itself, so that was probably a pretty easy choice there. And then, you know, did you look at the field? Did you see kind of who's coming? Did you go historical stuff? Were you like, I think we can do this? I just. I just thought that, you know, I mean, it, we had to just, we at least had to go and try. I mean, because it, I mean, if, the first time, you know, for the championships, yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, it'd be nice to be first. Because usually I sit back and let everybody else do everything and then say, hey, that looks fun and then go do it, you know. So I, I, I kind of always kicked myself for not doing things sooner. And so I'll, Brian was pretty quick to say, let's do it. He checked his vacation time and he had enough days left and. Probably should have tested more, but we should probably never change stuff before you show up at a track because we switched it over to uh, the the coil system on it and it just changed everything, you know. And we, we were here, that was the biggest part of it. I had it all ready to go quite a ways, you know, probably four or five days ahead of time. And and then we had little issues, you know, the guy that wired the car was on vacation. And, and then, so I was waiting for him to come and finish it and we couldn't get it running and it was ended up putting the, loading the new program in it. And then um, Brent, Brent Baker's he's he used to ride with me the first half of the drag and drive, you know, career. And Brian always helped at that time too, but Brent rode and um, he was over here. He does a lot of the stuff at my house to get it, help me get it ready. The, you know, the electronic computer stuff, you know, and um, well, he, he ended up having to change the whole program and hand write everything back in because it lost everything. Wow. So I was kind of worried that we were losing stuff that we really needed so i was nervous as hell going without really getting tested much yeah like, we had it we had it ready you know i mean we didn't really get it totally ready until the day before we were you know leaving so you know i got you know brent coming over to help me and i um buddy jody aj and tony and you know they all they all came over and helped me throw everything together so it it, it you know it, it it went pretty well i mean it wasn't out and I wasn't worried about getting it back together. It's right. fast. Well, we'll walk us through what went on, you know, kind of the, the leading up to day. Like uh, you guys end up, I think I heard you say you put the transition back in or something like that. Walk, walk me through that because um, yeah, you, you guys had some struggles right out of the gate. And then we're going to talk about you leaving on day one. Um, well, transmission was, you probably saw it. I mean, we, I think part of the the thing we lost was where the setting was for the transmission for the bump. Either that or the, the new transmission reacted way different. Yeah, yeah new, new transmission is definitely different. 
Yeah, it, it pretty much wanted to do wheelies, putting it into the lights. And I'm like, this isn't going to work, man. <laughs> I should have just put it in both the lights and made my pass. But I was wanted to do it the right way so that I, I was, you know, set for it. Mm-hmm. You know, prepared for the bump and everything. And yeah, so it, it didn't work out so good. And then we had it creeping a little bit on us. And I'm honestly not sure what it what caused it. And if it was electrical, something interfering or something in the transmission. I'm not really sure. So I haven't had that talk with um, Rosser yet. I was probably going to wait till Monday and get yeah. some info on it and then call him. But yeah, so what else were we asking about? It, so essentially that bump through, you guys went back. Uh, it was like, I don't know, man. I don't know how to explain the bump. It was like a four foot bump or something. It would go, whoa, whoa. And and jump out. And I don't know what the story was there, but but you had told me that you were going to go back and swap out to the old setup. Um, so kind of walk us through what the story was there. So you yeah. went back. Obviously, you have a you have a stacker trailer, so it's not as not as hard as doing it in the. Uh, we we kind of were thinking what would be the easiest way is that I got it. My stacker trailer has, you know, a floor on the hoist, so you have to take the floor mm-hmm. out, which is, oh. it's not easy, and. Um, it was that or just work on the projects and we decided that it was going to be easier to do the projects and oh, it man. took us way longer i mean i swear that that place is the the darkest place in the world it must not get <laughs> any light from anywhere because <laughs> everything we did was in like pitch black darkness so yeah. and we, i think we ended up getting the tranny done about pretty close to one o'clock you know just and it, it really we just switched it because we didn't know what we we're getting with the other one it was sometimes it would it would work and hold it on the brake. And other times it acted like the bump was being applied when I wasn't on the brake or when I was on the brake and not on the bump. So it it wouldn't do the same thing twice. And we went down tech and came back up and tried it and it would work. And you'd try it a second time, 30 seconds later, and it'd do something completely different. So Mm. I don't know, like I said, it was, we had a talk and it was about seven o'clock that night. We finally decided that, you know, there was no way we were going to make it through the week like this, so we just had to change the transmission. So that's yeah. what we did. Well, obviously, I mean, it worked because you guys laid out the week like your your day one four sixty nine pass, fastest pass of the week four thirty five, fastest pass overall, and then obviously ending with a four five average. Now, is that in line with what you typically run in the quarter mile, or is that faster or slower or what? We're usually in the 430s somewhere, low 440 on a bad track. So, yeah, it, it we, we were way off for sure. We weren't, weren't as fast there, but we, we knew we didn't have to be. We just needed to right. turn in the best pass every day is what we were kind of trying to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think you did. I, if, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think you guys uh, did that each day of racing. So, um, well, walk us through what happened like – after you leave, you get the car changed over, you make your pass. Um, how many passes did it take you to get one that you're happy with? And then, you know, the changeover and then you leave. What, what were the struggles after then? I'm pretty sure we made about four passes that day. And part of it was me not having the um, the crank sensor lined up perfectly. And we changed the um, correlation between the cam and crank. And then it seemed to like be a whole new animal. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, and I'll let Brian take over from there. He did most of the work on the thing, getting it ready. So we we chased an issue the first couple runs with it just shutting off, and that went back to the new ignition and the, the tune up on the thing. And 
we worked on that a little bit and he went i don't know the quickest pass we made there that day he actually shut it off early and i think it shut itself off after that run yeah we, we came back and had a discussion because i mean that's pretty much what happened on drag week we, we left one day with a run that we were okay with but we knew we could have run better and that pretty much kind of ruined our average for drag week so kind of decided that you know there was still something wrong and we needed to try to see if we could figure it out and which ended up being that crank sensor and uh decided you know what let's just make one more because if if that was it at least we'll know and the thing mm -hmm. should run better and uh it went out and probably shook the worst i've seen it shake and brian continued to pedal it and um got it to the other end but it didn't run any faster and he didn't come back to the pits right away and i finally went looking for him and found him down at the ticket booth with about eight gallons of pump gas underneath the car and a wheelie bar busted in two. Oh, wow so that that's how we ended day one is having to pull it apart and luckily they had a welder at the racetrack there so i was able to weld the fuel cell back together and uh decided we we found chassis shop along the way and uh matt smith was the one that fixed the wheelie bar so we made arrangements to meet at his shop so we went back to piece things back together and get it ready to go and here we are working in the dark again <laughs> and uh and, and i want people to understand at home there are no there are no pit lights absolutely no lights it's it's the yeah. darkest place in the world right there yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, and a light or a star lit up in the sky or anything it was <laughs> <laughs> we uh finally got everything all together and packed up and uh got the car switched over to the street tune up and couldn't get it to run and uh air fuel ratio was like 28 29 to 1 and it this was the same tune up that went down the street it um sick week and it's sick summer and drag week and it wouldn't even move out of its own way and so we started chasing that and come to find out mm. you know back, back to the new ignition again had thrown the thing way off and finally got it to where it would start and idle um after we had to unpack the trailer to get the generator out to charge the laptop up to work on it <laughs> we, we packed everything back up and uh bryant backed in to hook the trailer up and uh, we made it about 15 feet, and we're both looking at each other like, this is bad. Something's wrong. And uh, get out of the car to find the passenger side tire rolled off the bead and rocker panel sitting on the ground. Oh, jeez. So once oh. again, we unpacked the trailer and Damn. had to dig the jacks out and the compressor out to try to get it lifted up and get the tire aired up. And uh, got all that fixed and got on the, on the road and... Had about a three-mile drive to the gas station and uh, made it about two miles to a uphill blind corner and ran out of gas. <laughs> so there we sat in the middle of the road and until a couple of little boys stopped and volunteered to go get us some gas. and um, We finally ended up making it to Matt's shop at like 1030 at night and um, fixed the wheelie bar. And in the process of doing that, Brian's like, look at this. And the fuel cell's still leaking. 
it's had it had another crack in it. So we decided oh. just to let that go. And we left Matt's shop. It was a little after 1230, I think. Wow. And headed to the checkpoint. And uh decided to stop the gas station before we got on the highway and fuel up about one in the morning and we stopped and fueled up and came out and car wouldn't start. So basically started unpacking stuff again. Long story short, we, we lost spark and uh, chased hmm. that checked wiring and fuses and relays and voltages and till the wee hours of the morning and decided to, we'd had enough, you know, and we thought the ignition box had gone out. So we had managed to locate one and, uh, Josh Davis had one and had it brought to the gas station for us and put it in and it uh, didn't help. So after doing oh, some no. more digging for a couple hours, finally found a bad ground wire on the in the main power to the box, which you checked it with a voltmeter. It had power, but it was it was low. Mm. So. About nine o'clock that next morning, we got out back on the road, headed for the checkpoint, and made it there. And finally, made it to the track about I don't know, it was quarter to one. Made it to the first track. First of two that day. Yeah, yeah. you guys wow. were, were definitely late. Yeah, we were, and that that was the day you were racing two tracks. And hey, I'll tell you, yeah. we were like, where are these dudes? <laughs> where yeah. are they? Yeah, it, we it, it was rough on, for the most part, really didn't get any sleep, you know, and you come in there and you're just, you're wore out and everybody's leaving as we're pulling in and, you know, unloaded and roll up to make a run and it didn't make it 10 feet and smoke the tires like I've never seen it smoke the tires was sideways and come back and so I told Brian, I said, you know, whatever we did with that crank sensor, that's part of what we've been fighting with, with this car since at least since drag week, if not before. And uh, so I took a whole bunch out of it. And at that point, we just decided, you know what, let, let's just make a run and get on the road. And they softened the thing up and it managed mm -hmm. to go 435, which kind of shocked everybody, including me and Brian. Yeah, and, uh, yeah that was like, okay. It's a race now. Um, I'm getting some feedback, some some background sounds. I don't, I don't know if it, uh, somebody's got something rolling around on their desk or something. Um, okay, okay. sorry. I don't, may have been my stuff on my end. Um, yeah, y'all's day one into day two was pretty intense. And then, so you make the 435 path. You get back, you, uh, how many paths did, did you make? Two or three passes on uh, day two? Uh, we, we made the two, uh, at the, track there. At, at, at the, at the first track and then loaded up and left. Fourth hour, yeah. four thirty. Yeah. But it was, it was deep in the afternoon before you guys got gone. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Four thirty-five. laid it out, smack somebody around. It, yeah. It, it, it was late when we got out of there and, uh, rolled into the and house of hook and yeah, you, you drive to the next track. You, Yes, tell this story because this is crazy. You know, it's a, a track we were to just a couple months ago on Drag Week, so we were familiar with it. And 
roll in the entrance and they got a bunch of speed bumps. So you got to drive slow and kind of straddle those and get to the ticket booth and pay our money and roll in and find a pit spot. And as we're backing in, some guy says, Hey, you're, you're leaking transmission fluid, which, you know, at that point it's like, all right, it's just par for the course, you know, yeah. we'll take a look and fix it. And by the time we got out of the car, there's oil running out from underneath the car. And about a minute later, the girl from the ticket booth comes out mm-hmm. and says, Hey, you, you left a huge puddle down at the ticket booth. So we get it jacked up and Brian crawled under there and he's like, Hey, it's not the transmission. It's the, the oil pan for the engine. So we had just grazed one of those speed bumps and it kind of ground the bottom of the weld off and then pulled the pan open. So that's how the rest of the afternoon went for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As, so, as we're all standing there, I'm sure I heard it 30 times. Hey, there, you're leaking something under the car. And I'm sure you guys were about yeah, ready to punch somebody in the throat at that moment. And it wasn't a little leak. We had to actually put the car back down and move it over a pit spot because it completely ruined the pit spot we were in. It was so much oil. Yeah. But then we struggled. Bryant made some phone calls and we couldn't find a welder anywhere around and uh, got out the old uh, Permatex rate stuff and pounded the a hole shut in the pan and stuck Permatex right stuff and some pig mat on it and then got out the Gorilla Tape and taped it up and um, proceeded to run it like that the rest of the week and it never leaked a single drop. Still not a drop under the car. <laughs> That's what Norm was asking me the other day. That's awesome. Asking if you want to pull the pan off and fix it. I'm like, I'm not so sure I want to work on it. I mean, it's not leaking, so <laughs> leave it alone. Bring another pan with yeah, us. Yeah, I can understand that completely. That's uh, <laughs> right, just in case. Oh just man, deal. well that was that was a pretty wild situation there because, like, as you pull in, of course you're parked up with all the fast guys, so everybody's standing there. We see you pull in. It was like elation. Everybody was all excited that you guys had made that, and you know, it was it was cool to watch. And then it rained. Son yep. of a bitch, it rained. And it was like just enough to not like it, it was a limbo, it was a, a guessing game as to whether it was going to be canceled or not. So so you guys were actually like getting all switched over and everything. We, we were pretty much ready to go. Yeah, I just had to drop it down oil and we were ready. So yeah. Yeah. And, and then they called. And then it looks like it's going to rain through Darlington, which was, I'm sure, probably kind of a relief for you guys because it gave you maybe a little bit of time to, to get some sleep. Uh, we were the first ones at the track at Darlington. <laughs> we were there before the gate opened because, you know, we, I don't know. We wanted to get there. They said they had a driver's meeting. We got there about 20 minutes early. And then it was just like, yeah, just everyone drive to the other track, you know. So, yeah, we got sleep the next night. We got a little bit that night because we got in reasonable. I mean, we probably got in it. Would we get in Brian about midnight, maybe? No, I think it was about, about one o'clock. Yeah. But just to get any sleep was good. And then the next day, you know, the drive was pretty easy except for the rain. And then, um, yeah, we got our got our eight hours the next day. <laughs> nice. I bet that was a huge relief. Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, I'll... Yeah. To get By that kind o'clock. of sleep. <laughs> we went out to eat and went, we had a good meal for the first time. And 
I think turn on the TV and fell asleep. Nice. Well, let's. What What are a few things you guys have learned over the years that that help you be so competitive? You want to take it, Brian? Or I don't know. Go ahead. I don't know. I mean, I just know that the the biggest thing is 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 don't waste any time. You know, you want there's no time for good meals or you got hotel and then then whatever happens after the hotel is fine but just making it to the next next track so that if you have to work on it you at least have all night so but it seems like we used to be able to get one two runs and we'd be at the next track that that's our downfall is we gotta we gotta get some testing in so that we can make one run and drive to the next track in some daylight you know we i don't think we've drove in the daylight for more than a couple hours the last couple of years no, but wow. the last ones to leave you know it was i think drag week we we're one of the last people to get there every day too because we we're still trying to get our four or five hours of sleep every day yeah yeah but yeah. I, don't, I don't know about being competitive. so we, we always i mean the package we got is pretty pretty good it's not the fastest one but it's all reliable stuff so you know just mm -hmm. a lot of little things been biting us lately though Probably the lack of maintenance on stuff. I got got to get up on that a little bit more. Make sure that everything else is ready. Nice. So looking ahead to 2024, what uh, what are you guys' plans? Any changes to the car, and what events do you have planned? Um, we really don't think too far ahead. I usually like to. Uh, I, we we kind of always plan on maybe sick week because we we definitely want to do that. It's Florida. It's in the winter when nothing else is going on it's a little easier for me to leave work in the winter and at least brian's got vacation at the start of the year so <laughs> so he's usually game for that and I always like hot rod drag week you know it's the one that started it all you know it's that's that's it's kind of like the granddaddy of them all you know i like going mm -hmm. to it's you know it's it's kind of stretched some of the competition out between the places so it's not always the fastest to everybody, but there's always fast cars there. And it's the same thing with Sick Week. That's probably got the fastest bunch of cars because none of them were broken yet that early in the year. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and Sick Summer was nice to do too. I, I definitely those three again. I would like to do. And and Street and Eat, man, that was that was probably one of the best times, except for after the day one was over with. We we enjoyed ourselves. I mean, Devin and Laura and. Josh, you know, it was great having them there. I mean, it's hell, it's the only only race you can win and actually leave with some money, you know. It's never it could never be enough to make it worthwhile, but hell, I at least paid for fuel both ways, you know. Where's that yeah. chain at? What was that? Where's your chain at? Oh yeah. <laughs> and and hell, who else right. that that was definitely, I mean, for for an event that was supposed to be e easy, it definitely was not easy. I mean, it could have been. But uh, it was definitely a fun event. I mean, it was a good time. You know, Devin does a driver's meeting every morning, which was pretty cool. You know, just try, trying to keep it a laid back atmosphere. It, it was a lot of fun. De definitely worth doing. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure they'll appreciate hearing that. And look how big that chain looks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. I worked this thing and walked like six blocks because our, our buddy Joe Shout was in the hospital. He does a lot of my chassis stuff and um we went to visit him on the way home because he was there for like a week Hell, he fell and broke i think four vertebrae rib. Mm. he was in pretty bad shape 
And Salad actually like scalped him too. He had to have about 30 staples in his head, fell on that whole thing. So we, you know, parking a rig in any downtown area is not the best thing. So we were about six blocks away in a parking lot that said, we'll be towed away at owner's expense, you know? <laughs> like, well, it'll take them at least as long as it takes us to get there and back to figure out how they're gonna tow it. Yeah. So we, we walked down there and this, this chain is freaking heavy, man. I, by the time I got there, my neck hurt. And then we had to go through the metal detector and throw it in the box, <laughs> get through. And everybody's looking at us. You know, I even had it halfway tucked, you know, because first of all, I didn't want to get jacked in the downtown Columbus. You know, it didn't look like the best. It was kind of good neighborhood and kind of bad. You know, it was like, so it's really nice housing. And, and then there's some really bad stuff. <laughs> nice. And I figure they had a metal detector. That it's probably not the best place to, <laughs> to wear what looks like a gold chain. I don't know of any kind i'm sure yeah what you're saying is you probably fit in with some of the other gangsters around there yeah, maybe. <laughs> a, bit, yeah. a little bit shady carrying the gun you know to the you know yourself <laughs> that's awesome well how many miles did you guys put on what the car this year but then two on uh traveling to to and from events well i never really added up what we did you know i mean travel a lot of traveling. I mean, from here to Florida is about, I think, about a thousand miles. To, well, definitely to Bradenton it is. And then what we drove to, yeah, we we had nothing really close except six summer this year. And six summer was nice because mm -hmm. it was only about a five hour drive. But yeah, everything else was, yeah, North Carolina, South Carolina. You know, I mean, that was definitely <laughs> put a lot of miles on the toter and get to get to actually use it, make make it worth its while a little bit having it. Well, there, <laughs> yeah, you know, I got a big rig sitting in the back, and I went and tested once or twice and went to one event every year, you know. So nice, <laughs> nice to have, but yeah, we we put it had to have been probably about 3,000 plus miles on the car, I would guess. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, with uh, I think Street and it was like 620 uh, on miles, and then 500 plus 520 or 530 for uh, six and then yes, seven or eight hundred for no, no, no. It was a thousand or eleven hundred. Yeah, so I'd say three thousand miles, pretty close to it for for the car, and then probably another four or five thousand miles for for you guys getting there and back. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely was a lot of driving, but a lot of time off of work. But you know that yeah. I've got a good crew at work, so they kind of kept everything rolling for me, <laughs> at least somewhat. You know, that's awesome. Well, uh, so you talked about events, Rob. You got any events that you're planning to to hit up on uh, in 2024? Uh, depends when Brian can't go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm the backup guy. Oh, <laughs> well, it was Brian. Brian couldn't go to the one, and I mean, I gave you know Rob that he got more than six hours, like he said. I gave him. <laughs> he told me don't don't ask me come and ask me a week before to go, and I. I I didn't. I didn't even think about going until it was a week before. You know, my, my back kind of jacked up. I was, finally, felt good enough to go. So I started asking everybody else because I knew that he said, "Don't give him a week." I knew his shop. It's really hard to leave a shop without planning it. And so I was the last last resort. I, I stopped by there. It was on. Um, was it like a Friday night? I think. Yeah. I was on my way home and I, I can go past his house or his, his shop every day on the way home if I want to, but I usually take different ways, but 
I was like, I'm going to go by. If he's there, I'm stopping and asking him. Nice. I, I pestered him, guilted him, you know, and I, I made it hard for him not to go. So Yeah. No, it worked out. Yeah. That, that's I, cool. I forgot. Like, Jerry just posted. Sweet just posted here. We also did uh, the NHRA race at Joliet, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was right before six summer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we you won. Guys have been all over. Nice. I mean, sometimes you got to have a lot of luck, and in that race, we definitely, definitely had some because well, I had to beat Tom to to go to the finals, and yeah. of course, Tom broke his car on that run, so he helped us out. For Tom never helps us. He always, I tell you, I think he's gone home. If we don't show up or we're not in, in contention, he doesn't. He just, he's done, you know. But he always finishes. <laughs> Whenever I'm there, for sure. <laughs> so he ended up breaking, and then I had to race uh, Alex Taylor in the final, and I shook the tire so hard it shut my the power off of my car. Oh. I'm not sure what hers did. It did the same thing or whatever, but I think I rolled to like a 19 seconds to her 30 seconds or something, and in one. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was a wild <laughs> final. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely wasn't what I wanted to put on for the fans for sure, but. You know, the people there were great too, man. It was really nice doing that at that at that event. Hopefully, they have something like that again. Um, I'm sure they will. As successful as that was, and and good for the community. You know, what I mean, that's that's always a big plus. Well, guys, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. I want to say congratulations, you know, to, to all of you guys. You guys really truly earned this this year. There was nothing that was an easy pass or easy event. For you guys for any of this year so so congratulations from from us at dragon drive addiction from i'm sure from summit racing as tommy said earlier i mean that you guys really have made history in the dragon drive community and and we look forward to seeing you at pri i mean you guys are going to be there we're gonna we're gonna drag you around to all of our sponsors and get pictures with all them and all that kind of stuff uh once we do the dragon drive awards that set uh, that thursday morning december 7th at 11 a.m Cool. I want to thank all the promoters for having the races that they do, you know, Tom Bailey for stepping up and having, you know, he kind of starting, you know, the sick week thing and the sick magazine, yeah. I think it's really elevated, you know, all of um, the drag and drive yes. stuff. So it's nice to see all the events and Devin's race is great. And I highly recommend anybody that um, all these guys with fast cars show up, especially if you got big floppy tires, they don't like them. So <laughs> go over there and ruin their day. That's exactly right. That's awesome. Well, all right, guys, well, you don't have to leave, but uh, we are going to put you backstage because I see Devin and Laura are both uh, down there. We're going to talk about street need after this. So, uh, again, thank you and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Man, what a fun time. Hang on. I'm trying to get a – I don't see bands here. All right, dude. See you. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Well, how cool is that? I mean, we just announced the first ever Dragon Drive World Champion. Yeah, and I mean, it couldn't have gone to to better dudes. Um, it's so cool to to see those guys win that and have that opportunity to really put it out there. And I don't know, man. You know, we talk about ambassadors for the sport. I think they're they're great ambassadors for the sport for sure. And I don't know. This is this is going to take. Dragon Drive Addiction, hopefully, or well, Dragon Drive Addiction, but also the Dragon Drive competition to the next level. Hopefully, people that are on the bubble will uh, see that and then think, "Oh, I can chase that point series," and uh, that we'll have we'll keep adding competition to the to the community as well. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah to hear to hear him say that uh, 
he usually lets everybody else go and decided to jump on and and try to win this thing was awesome to hear. Yeah, yeah, that is for sure. And so, so I'm so excited. We will be actually taking uh, this segment and cutting it down and making it a standalone video, talking, you know, talking with them and and being its own deal. And then we'll begin to promote that. And what's going to be really cool is to see how his 2024 plays out, because as you know, he gets those tires from Mickey Thompson, as he's wearing that jacket, as he's you know wearing the Summit Racing jacket, as he's getting all that kind of stuff and and using those you know prize pack stuff like how many more conversations that will bring up even when he's just walking around anywhere you know if he's wearing a world champion jacket you know it's going to be it that's going to create a conversation somewhere for sure so right all right well perfect well guys thank you so much for hanging out we want to ask you hit the share button please real quick um we're bringing in Devin and laura here this ought to be a lot of fun we're gonna run about 30 minutes here and we're gonna have the hosts and promoters of uh, Southeast Street Needs here on with us. I see they've got the romantic lighting on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how are you guys this evening? I want to say thank you. I know you guys are, are gearing up for Thanksgiving and a big trip overseas. And uh, so thank you for coming on tonight. Let's talk about how much fun having Bryant and Ryan Hargett at the event was. And then also like, kind of how the event went. You know, you guys obviously had a, a hell of an event. Uh, did you say it was supposed to be fun for us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. Brian and Ryan being fun for us? <laughs> no, nah, I'm, just, I'm just messing around. Uh, now we had a good time. They're great guys. Um, it was good to watch the two of them, uh, you know, kind of going back and forth. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it was um, – you know, uh, Brian, uh, I met Brian um, earlier this year and uh, at sick week before he grenaded it. And um, he was uh, he was cool to uh, it was cool to see him, uh, you know, pull off the win. Um, yep. I figured if they could survive the first day that I thought that they were going to be good and like smooth sailing because of how terrible it was. And then um, it just kept getting worse. And I just was like, oh, <laughs> That sucks, but we don't have to deal with it. So it was pretty good for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was It was one opportunity for you not to have to be wrenching on something at 2 a.m. in the morning uh, to, to keep going, you know. For sure. Yeah, no, they, they, they earned it. Brian and Brian are awesome. I like Brian more than Brian, um, uh, but he knows that too. Um, <laughs> And uh, now they earned it, man. They 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 uh they they kicked some ass and uh, and really put forth a lot of effort. And Ryan and his wife, the two of them. So first off, Ryan's like ballsy because like there's no way that I would do a dragon drive with her. Like, there's no way. Like there's just no way it would happen. Um, but uh, but he's more man than I am, you know. Yeah, I, she's got to be super tough too, you know, because they they work together, so that's a plus. And then. You know, they come on these things. I can't, so I just can't imagine. My wife would not be any help to me at all, but Tammy packs the shoots, gets everything ready. She's, you know, right there in the middle of everything. It's pretty amazing. Oh, she's on it. She, she, she stays on top of it. She does a great job. Um, you know, uh, if she could act anything like that, you know what I mean? Maybe I'll pack your shoots. Yeah. I've done it. You'll bitch about it too. <laughs> there's, there's some stuff I can do, but honestly, that's if, something were to happen and he was stuck on the side of the road. I'm not the person he wants to be stuck with. Yeah. I don't want to be stuck with him on the side of the road. So wheel it. 
we let him and his friends yeah, yeah. do that. That's their guy time. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, but no, Ryan and Tammy do a killer job together. Uh, yeah. I was, you know, when I first met Ryan at uh, uh, Drag Week, that was the first time I actually met him. I talked to him for a couple of years, but uh, I was like, man, you're ballsy, dude. Like, I can't believe it. You know, you and your wife doing it. You guys are killing it, too. And it's and, and yeah. after watching them for like two days, I was like, all right, they're a well-old machine. They know what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they, they've been racing together for a really long time, too. That helps. You yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's been a big part. Well, dude, let's talk about uh, the event this year, obviously, or this late, this late 2023 fall event, because you guys hosted two this year. How hard was that? How, how hard is it to put on two full Dragon Drive events a year? I will be honest. I, I, I love everybody who's come out to support this event and we love doing these events for you guys. It's two is tough. And I don't know that we'll do two events a year in the future. It's, it's a lot, especially with, you know, having the shop um, Mm. in addition to that. And then all the events that he does himself, it's a, it's a lot of work just to do one. So to have to do two is a lot more time. And with the number of dragon drives that are happening um, it's, I don't want to pull away from other events and I don't want other events to pull away from us. So I think in the future one, it's going to be a, a one time a year thing. I got you. Well, we can definitely talk about that. Cause I, I making two is hard for me for sure on this end of stuff, but I'll tell you, your event is definitely one of our top events of the year that I have attended. I, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Everybody had a great time and I, I will preach to the end of the earth, the two tracks in one day, is a game changer man it really will put people on their asses um yeah we uh we we came up with that um we came up with that at our first event right like just because uh it's we knew it was gonna rain we knew it was gonna rain on sunday so um i made a phone call to the to the guys that own uh shady side on um Saturday morning, I was like, hey, man, what do you all think about us just like showing up a day early and uh, running with your your whatever? I think they had another race going on, but it was a smaller race. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, sure. Come on. And uh, and we showed up and it worked out pretty good. And everybody seemed pretty happy with it. And I said, well, we got to stick with that. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I think the night racing, too, it's something different on a Dragon Drive. And yeah. who doesn't love to night race? Yeah. And the tracks yeah. around here. In the fall at night, there it's just killer. Yeah, everything oh. about it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's what I, you know, I always talk about race week and Rocky Mountain doing that because they race at night. One, it brings more spectators. You know, people don't have to take off of work and things like that. But then two, again, you get that, you get that weather, you get that that dropping DA. You know, as the sun goes down and things get better. I mean, we saw some amazing stuff this week and the track prep. I mean, everybody talked about how good the track prep was, but I mean. There were several people almost lose their shoes. There were, uh, I posted a reel today on Instagram and it's literally like just every tire as they leave, it's just, it's getting every bit of traction that it possibly can. Yeah. So um, like, so where we're at in the Southeast, um, you know, these racetracks are very radial friendly. Um, Bryant struggled a little bit with the racetrack. He was kind of like complaining about the racetracks. And I was like, dude, you know, it's because you got those big stupid tires on the car. Uh, but now nah, I'm just just buzzing the balls. Uh, I had to listen to him lie about me for an hour back there, so I, I got to throw some jazz on my head. <laughs> so, uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But um, he struggled a little bit just because you know it's a totally different ball game when you get on a racetrack like that. Um, and uh, 
we only race radials down here. The big tire stuff is pretty, you know, we don't really have much at all of it. And, um, and the racetracks that we go to, um, uh, Orangeburg is, uh, well, South Carolina Motorplex is, um, in my opinion, probably the best facility, uh, uh, on the, like in the country, I think it's the best racetrack that you can race on. And, um, and we were pretty specific with everybody, all the racetracks, like, Hey, don't give us the best racetrack you can give us because mm-hmm. the best racetrack that they can give us would have broken a lot of stuff. So oh, yeah. I, said, I said, don't give me, you know, sub 160 foot racetrack, give me a, you know, give me your, you know, 80% and, uh, or 70%. And they did. And, uh, and, and, you know, granted we got hit with rain at Carolina. Um, so like, you know, a handful or a bunch of people got to make passes, but not everybody. Um, yep. but the track was tight there. Uh, and it, um, <laughs> yeah, it makes big wagons go wheels up. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Orangeburg, South Carolina motorplex was tight as usual. Um, Shady side on um, on uh, day zero was a little loose, but then came around. Day one was good. Uh, day mm-hmm. five was good, except for um, or day four. I mean, except for all the oil downs that we had. And then it just gets to a point where you're like, if you're going to have this much downtime, you can't take the time to get the racetrack perfect. It's just one of those things yeah. that you got to deal with. So um, the the cool thing about our event though is that we're we're pretty small and we're and we're nimble. You know, like. Mm-hmm. We know everybody. We race with everybody. So it's like it's it's pretty cool to be able to pick up a phone call or make a phone call and say, hey, man, you think we can make this happen? And, and they're like, when do you want to come? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a great time to be able to like and, and there's a lot of parts of the country there I had not seen. You guys had, you know, CPR was one of the coolest routes I was having the, the axe throwing and the taco truck. Man, yeah. I'm telling you, like we 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 were already going to have a racer party for the circuit, the event that I host or that Eric and I host. And, but now I got to have like, I got to have food of some kind. I have like a taco truck. I got to have some kind of fun. You know, that was a great time for people to just come and hang out. And that was Saturday night. So it was the night before, like the last day, we just had a great time. Yeah. Hanging out with everybody in the parking lot. She, she does. So I just got to admit something publicly. Uh, I know that everybody knows me to be the one that does this event, but I really don't do anything. Right. I really don't like, I, I mean, I do, but like, I don't like what she does. She does the vast majority of all of it. She's, she likes doing it. Like she enjoys it. Um, you know, we can tell it was great. Yeah. She did a killer job. Um, this one, this one went out really good and this one went down really good. And, uh, uh, and it was a hundred percent her doing not mine. So like, don't give me credit. Cause I really didn't do anything except for bitch at her about, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, let's let's talk about those margaritas. Like, who who made those margaritas? Because uh, I could have used another three or four of those things. <laughs> okay, well, um, that was Eric Tyler. So, um, we work with Eric for Street and Yeat. He's been awesome to work with. Uh, but when we started talking about doing the parking lot party, I was like, oh, you know, let's get a food truck, tacos, and he was like, margaritas. <laughs> so, um, he you know, Leslie picked up all the tequila. We had those uh, custom cups made mm-hmm. and uh, Eric went out and bought like an ice machine uh, so that we could do the frozen margaritas. And he made all of the mix and um, it worked out really well. And I'm really sorry. You guys can only have one, but you're, you're on a dragon drive. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, we had to be responsible there. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, I, everybody was stoked about it and uh, definitely something we'll consider doing in the future. It was a good time. Yeah, it was, it was great. And like, you know, I brought the cup in once I got home and my 10 year old daughter is, she's my dragon dog buddy. Right. And so she was like, they get cups away. These are awesome. And so she's used that like three or four times this last week. So yeah. Yeah. We try to, we try to, we're uh, like, you know, so we, we've we've been racing for a really long time, and um, I've always said that, like, you know, you really you go to a race and you have a good time, but like, if you don't win, you don't usually remember it, you know. So like, Laura was like, we got to make sure that everybody leaves with something that when they see it, maybe it's like, hey, that was pretty awesome. Remember when we did yeah. this? You know what I mean? So the cups were cool. We did koozies. Make sure everybody gets one of them, you know, because the sticker goes on a windshield and it gets scraped off or something, you know. So it's like. Yeah. I have something in your kitchen that reminds you of it. So she came up with that idea and uh, it worked out cool. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Well, what are some things, obviously you guys have posted three of these now. So what that means is during the off season, sometime between sick week and our event in April, um, I'll, I'll actually build out an entire historical data for you guys mm -hmm. and your event and record class records and all that kind of stuff. So, so what have you learned over these three events that would maybe help somebody that is, you know, this this year is going to be their first year to promote and and host an event. What's something that you? What's a tip you could give them? Don't listen to racers for rules. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, make rules, stick by them, and don't let anybody uh, uh, and don't let anybody uh, change your mind about them. Right. Yeah. Um, don't take it too seriously, right? Because like the whole idea is to have fun. You know what I mean? Like the whole deal is like to have a good time. So like if you're, if you, I think that for me at least, like if I'm like pissy and miserable during the day, I feel like I probably can like convey that over to other people and that ruins it for other people. So if you're getting into this, like make sure that while you're doing it, you're having fun because if you're not having fun, others probably won't either, you know? It's another reason why you have margaritas because right. then everybody's yeah. having fun. Right. You Nobody's know, right. having that. Right. Yeah, well, that's a great point. And uh, Matt Rice had made a post the other day. Uh, he had taken the picture we had of the the list already for 2024, and he said, "You know, is this the next no prep?" And in that, like Eric tagged me in it, and and I I basically said, if like there's a lot of single day race promoters that don't have any fun when they're putting on a race. There's a lot of single day racers that race one day events and don't have any fun. Mm -hmm. Promoters will come and go in the drag and drive scene, but once they figure out that putting together, you know, four different racetracks, the cost associated with that, the cost associated with having, you know, cups and decals and koozies and a taco truck and all the stuff that goes along with it, we won't see those guys very long. We'll have some shitty ones in the next two or three years, but then it'll be out of the out of the question if we're gonna have shitty promoters within the drag and drive community. Well, we said the first one we did, I told Laura, I said, let's just figure out how to make this pretty cool. And I don't care if it costs us like, I put my cap at like five-ish thousand dollars. I was like, I'm willing to lose five grand over this. You know what I mean? Uh, five grand in our time. And mm -hmm. uh, I think we made a whopping 200 and- It was like $217. Right. <laughs> yeah. All said and done. You know? So we rolled yeah. that over into the next one. Yeah. And like our focus has been like from the day one on this that like we don't want to make money at it because I'd rather I'd rather the racers like you know have a better time like so with this one we kind of saw the writing on the wall financially after sign up that we were like hey we can afford 
we can afford to do some margaritas. We can afford to cook a bunch of food and get a bunch of food and feed everybody. We can afford, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, there's some stuff that we could just afford to do. So it's like, well, just might as well do it. Um, and we had some cool sponsors this yeah. go around too. So that helps um, oh, yeah. with the taco truck. And then um, Olivia with the Barndo Co sponsored lunch on Sunday. So um, that helped Which out. Was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. And like, I'm literally, I'd already eaten my two hot dogs and it's about an hour later and I'm walking past Laura and she goes, did you eat? Mm -hmm. like, I felt like I was at home. <laughs> my wife asked me. I don't know where that could, I, I guess it's, we've, him and I are always like that. Like we, we always do like an annual Christmas party. We're always mm -hmm. the feeders, like eat at the track, like everything, like we're, nice. it's always, did you eat? Like yeah. there's always yeah. food, no matter what. Well, if you haven't <laughs> met me, if you haven't met me, I usually don't miss a meal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I do, I turn around and go get it back. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. It was a great time. You guys had, uh, I think, like eight dozen cupcakes. And that's why yeah. Ryan Hargett was saying earlier he had a sugar coma. Because, oh, man, yeah. we tore it was those actually things. actually eight 30 packs. Of yeah. Cupcakes. There were 30 cupcakes in each of those. Yeah. 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 And wow. I think we only came home with six. And I, I did tell everybody that they could not leave Shadyside until those cupcakes were gone. So, you know, it's nice. funny. The, the next day she caught me. I backed my truck and trailer up in the, in the, in the driveway. And uh, she was doing something in the shop and I was out in the, in the driveway and I was going to the, into the bed of my truck looking for something. And that's where all the cupcakes were. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to stand here at the bed of my truck and eat these cupcakes. And like, <laughs> she like walked out and like watched me like eating cupcakes. I was like, oh, whoops. And I'm always like, what are you doing? And he like tries to hide. Like, yeah. I don't know that he's eating. The right. Yeah. Eating the cupcakes. That's too funny. Well, <laughs> yes. Stephen Mask here says, uh, best dragon drive I've attended hands down. You guys did an amazing job. Stephen's the, uh, the guys, Doris, the, the big Roadmaster wagon that yeah on the bumper. I've sadly missed that wheelie. Oh, yeah, uh, that was good. That was awesome. Yeah. we yeah. You know, the coolest part about doing these types of things, like as a, as a host or promoter or whatever, is like when you race in them, you don't get to see everybody else's enjoyment, you know? Yep. Um, but when you host one of them, you get to see everybody else's enjoyment. And, like, there's a lot of satisfaction that comes from that because, like, it's That's something fun. that you put together and they're like having a blast and you're like, well, you know, I guess all this hard work that she put in uh, was worthwhile for me to endure, you know? <laughs> uh, That's uh, right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's awesome. If anybody's watching, it hasn't done a dragon drive event. I, we've always said that like our events kind of a, a really good um, entry level. Yeah. Entry level, get your feet wet. You know, it's not, what do we do? Five or 600 miles. I think so. I think it was around right around 600 when all was said and yeah. done. Yeah. 600 miles, you know, that, that, I mean, it's, it's eighth mile. So if your car is already set up for eighth mile, you know, or whatever, it's not as, as abusive on it. And, uh, yeah. you know, and then plus we give you free shit. So, um, you know, come take free shit, you know? Yeah. So it, it, was, it was really a lot of fun. And, you know, we talk about how hard the two day track is the two track day is, but you know, Ryan Hargett and he was talking earlier about how much fun he had and, and, you know, those guys, him and Tammy, I mean, they had to change that double entry. I think you're one of the only events that allows you to enter into two different classes. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But, but he said, um, you know, because like we had looked at that for our event and we were going to basically make it to where you could use one pass. You could use one time slip for two classes, but you had to make a pass in each one. But they ran two different tire sizes. So is that like a rule you guys have put into place? Or well, so what we came up with was like because we had a bunch of people ask us like about about double entering, and I was like, well, that's fine. But like, if you double enter and it's like if it's if one class is dial your own and the other one's like a heads up class, 
then that's that's easy, right? Because like it doesn't matter. You're gonna turn in your DYO yeah. slip and then you you know what I mean? Like your heads up slip, it is what it is, right? Um, but uh if you're gonna enter two heads up classes, we need to make sure that you were uh there was a solid like definitive line that you couldn't cross to go between one and the other and the tire is the easiest right so yeah. every single time ryan went up to make a pass because he was like one of five or six people that were double entered four That's people awesome. um uh walter was double entered also walter doyle um and so I was watching him too. And, uh, but then the rest of the people that were double entered were double entered in DYO in a heads up class. So like they, we didn't really have to watch them, you know, but every time either Walter or Ryan went up, I was on the starting line making sure that I saw what tire they were on and what ET they ran. Right. So I kept the note in my phone. So like target one day went like a 70 something and then like a 60, a 60 something on the 275. Yeah. Right. Or 60 something. And I said, uh, I put it in my phone and I was like, if this, dude comes up here and hands me a 460 slip on two for 235s on a slap slap them. You know what I mean? And yeah, uh, you know, I just want you. And it was, and, and, and again, and I told Tammy, I said, I said, this is for, I said, don't think I'm being intrusive. Like I'm sorry to bother you or whatever I said, but I'm just watching y'all so that if somebody comes up to me and says something, mm-hmm. like I have some, I don't have to turn to y'all. I can just, I have something like strong footing to stand on and say, Hey, I watched them. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm watching yep. your past. So that we were, we talked about that before the event. And we were like, you know, that's going to be something that, cause I'm, I'm not like a crazy stickler for rules, but I am, I want it to be fair for everybody. So like, um, so we said like, okay, either me or Josh is going to have to watch them every single pass, make sure that they abide by the rules. So that was the easiest way to go about it was with the tire. Yeah. I mean, and you know, the funny part is, they're thinking they're double entering because one, like the Doyles, Walter said he wanted to uh, double enter because he just wanted to race more. Yep. That was his reasoning behind it. He wasn't chasing anything, but Ryan and them were chasing something. They they needed either to win unlimited and reset the ET, or they needed to win two thirty five and reset the ET. You know, right. they, they were looking for that, and that gave them you know the opportunity to do that. Yep, yep, yeah. No, it was great to have them guys there, and and, and you know I know uh, uh, Bryant and Ryan. Are getting a lot of press on this but like there was a lot of people that came out to our event and i'm sure this happens to like every dragon driver event but there was a lot of people that came out to our event that never raced before yeah and like that was the biggest thing for us is like there's more people showing up racing there was a mother and daughter um stacy and maddie batson that's what their names were i don't know if they're watching this or not i believe it was stacy uh i know it was maddie on one of them uh one of them was maddie they showed up. That was so amped to see like a mother and a daughter racing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Two separate cars. Like they both had their own car. Like it was oh, awesome. Cool. I was like, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and uh, her, the, the, the one's husband rode with, with her. And then um, I believe the friend, a friend rode with the, uh, with the daughter and they were, they had a blast and like, it was I awesome. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't I remember. Uh, no, it was mother daughter. I remember talking to him. Um, but either way, it was awesome to see that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. – so, like, you know, of course, everybody that wins something always gets, like, the most press about everything. But, like, to me, I like to see the guys and girls that, like, show up and have never done it before or, like, yeah. they're like, man, you know, let's just try it, you know. And and that's, like, that, that takes some that takes uh, uh, some courage from people in order to just yeah. dive into it and say, screw it, we're going to do this. And uh, that's what you hope to see more of. 
Right. And I think that's what's so great about it. It really branching out to all parts of the country now. You know, we're seeing stuff in California and now, you know, this next year we'll have Montana. And, you know, I'm almost certain I haven't heard any. I don't know any rumors or anything like that. But Drag Week won't be back in the southeast. Like it'll move somewhere else. Right. So you start looking like there were four events in the southeast this year. So a lot of folks had an opportunity to compete in an event down by you guys, you know, if you include yep. week, you, know, you probably have five ish in that area. So, I mean, yep. there's a lot of opportunity there and what'll be really cool is once, uh, like if you go to, if you guys go to one event next year and like Carolina drag crews have had two events over the past few years, you mm-hmm. know, now drag week is out, there'll be a void there, which means the people that aren't able to travel to, you know, attend another one, they're coming to you guys. They're coming oh, yeah. to your event, which means, you know, your attendance goes up and it just makes for, for that much more competition. So it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was great to see a lot of, uh, it was great to see a lot of like first timers that, uh, that came. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was, we, you know, we, we introduced a new class this, this go around. Oh yeah. And that yeah. was daily drive. That was our, our daily driver class. Right. And, yeah. um, Steve you know, Moore was late, or Steve Miller? Yeah, Stephen Miller. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he laid that class to shreds. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's awesome. So we uh, the first day, I get the slips, and I'm like, "The hell is this?" You know what I mean? I'm like, "What is this?" Yeah. You know, what, who's who pulled a fast one on us? You know? Yeah. So. uh so the next day I found him, found his car, and I'm like, like, I didn't say nothing to him. I was just looking at it. I was like, all right, you know, it is, it fits, yep. you know, and I was like, yep. okay, you know. And um, so we're, we're going to, we're if he's watching, just know that I want to keep you in. I'm not trying to get you out, Stephen. I'm, I'm going to change some rules around to hopefully make it a little bit more competitive for you. I want you still yep. in it, but I want to, you know, try to make it a little bit more competitive for you. We're talking about what we're going to do with classes. Um it's, I think we honestly, we, I think we have too many classes already. Um, so Is I think six now. Six, six yeah, we have six right now. And, and that's the thing, you know, him and I have talked about is we're not, we're not sick week or drag week. So we can't have a ton of classes. Like we just don't have. Yeah. I the, think ability to. Right. I think what we're going to do is just try to make a little bit of subcategories off of certain things. Um, hmm. But uh, I mean, well, you know, once we come up with something, you know, I'll let y'all know. Um, yeah. We got a couple of ideas floating around, um, but it's uh, we're looking at doing what October? I think so, October. Yeah, we're looking at doing um, uh, uh, mid to late October. Um, nice. All right. But so, I think in my in my notes I have November, so I'll uh, I'll, I'll get that changed on our next post. Well, we we were we were we were like, well, we'll just do November again. It's like, well, we're idiots because daylight savings time happens like right before then. And then we lose daylight and it gets too cold. And then the racetrack gets too cold. You know what I mean? Mm. Eric, you're going to be getting a phone call from me uh, when we get back from vacation. So yes, yes. That's exactly, we actually that's, have, we've been talking about uh, adding Mooresville in. And we've so. actually, that's exactly what we've been talking about was, uh, was, was, uh, you know, Eric runs drag week and sick week and mm-hmm. he's a drag drive guy and he runs Mooresville. So, um, awesome. so, uh, yeah, for sure. That, that was we, we've been talking about that. We've tried to lay out like a route where it'd be cool. Still can do two tracks in one day uh, without trying to kill everybody, and um, you know, and still wrap it up in four days. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, we're definitely going to be. Uh, well, I'll definitely call you Eric. Um, 
That's so, awesome. You know, Mooresville's got such a Mooresville's such an awesome town to your city or town or whatever. Cause like it's it is like I mean it is racing Mecca, you know? Oh sweet. Oh it's I mean it is racing Mecca. There's like three or four wind tunnels in Mooresville. There's wow. You know what I mean? Like, there's like all the NASCAR yeah. shops are there. All I mean, all of the NAS, like tons of that. And I shouldn't say all, but the majority of the NASCAR shops yeah. are there. Everything you could ever want to involve in racing is right there in Mooresville. So, tons of engine builders and pro stock yeah. teams, and there's whole tons of stuff there. So, um, I think Mooresville would lead us to a lot of really cool checkpoints, um, checkpoints and yeah. stuff to do yeah. at night or during the day or whatever. So, yeah, we, yeah, we also cool route stops for sure. Yeah. yeah. We've also talked about um, trying to do a little bit more nighttime racing. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so moving forward, in October, yeah, move to October would help with that a little bit. You get another hour or two of daylight. So yep. at least another hour or two of daylight. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, I, so, so I have a side question for y'all so that I know. Uh, so you're doing this Dragon Drive Championship next year, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, and then when will the uh, like the uh, structure for this be released for next year? Uh, it'll be released right after PRI. So we're already we're looking at every rule line within that, every points line, and what equals. Okay. It. Um, and so that should be released right after PRI. If we can get it done before, we will. We'll oh, so in, in, in a rush. The, the the good thing is like our base stuff is pretty solid. I feel like there's sure. you know, we, we need to figure out the kicker. Like we need to. Our biggest thing is I love 850 cars. They are limited. They cannot go faster than 850. So they can't get the two additional points for like, you know, like, like you guys run sixes. They can't run sixes. So they can't get those two points. So right. we're looking at how could an 850 car win that? Or possibly, you know, do we do an 850 standalone champion you know, because they are limited? And then what does that look like as far as like, if we did an 850, do we then also do a 10-0 because of the SME class being so big at like drag week and things like that? So, you know, we're we're definitely take, looking take at all a, kinds of stuff. Take everybody's spreads on 850 and yeah. just whoever's got the closer average across all the events they enter. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. something like and that. So, I'm down. I mean, I like that idea. That that's that's yeah. pretty cool. I, I mean, I get that. The reason I'm asking is because. Um, so Bryant just won the first, you know, yep. draft, draft championship, right? So that yeah. means we're that means we're off to a terrible start. Okay? <laughs> we're off to a terrible start. Okay. We let these big tires come in and win something, and this is terrible. We have to put an end to this, okay? So, well, hey, I want people to know you and I and Josh stood in a parking lot and had a conversation about how this could be, you know, you, you guys really had a, a strong opportunity because oh, you yeah. also had 76 points which uh after two events so i mean I'll, I'll lay this out right now if josh had driven at sick week you guys would have wrapped it up at drag week like mm -hmm. that's the that's the story right there so just so everybody understands at home like this was a, a conversation that's just that uh that early in the season this wasn't what it is now you know so, right so well we appreciate and, and you again, coming like, for it we were going to, like, like we talked about entering, like, Josh would take my car and enter an unlimited run over Bryant, right? Uh, because he'd have gotten ran over at our event, right? So I hope he's still awake. I don't know. It might be past his bedtime by now, right? Uh, but uh, <laughs> he'd gotten ran over. He knows it. It's okay. 
but um, there he is. There he is. There he is. Look at that. We woke him up. We're gonna have a little time. This is the type of stuff that we need in drag and drive. I'm just my my opinion, right? Um, and I like Brian a lot. Um, but we, you know, he's he finished first overall at six summer, right? Mm And we finished second overall at Six Summer. Yeah. Um, and then he finished second overall at Drag Week. We finished third overall, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm going to keep talking junk until we run him over. And then I'm never going to stop, right? <laughs> then I'm just never – it's never going to end. Um, but no, he'll, be, he'll be fitting some 315 60s on oh, the car. Like, man, maybe this could work. Well, I told him, I said, man, please don't put radios on the car. He said, why is that? I said, because then you might actually go fast. Oh man! <laughs> uh, but no, um, no, he's. It, it's this is great. The Dragon Drive Championship thing's great because, like, now, like, I'll I'll just be upfront. Like, we're driven to win it next year, right? That's so, like, nice. the goal is the goal is to. And I'm not saying we're gonna like joke all joking aside. I'm not saying like, oh, we're we're gonna win this or whatever, whatever, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, but now, I, like, we have a goal, right? So, like, my competitive nature is back now which is probably a bad thing for everybody, everybody, but <laughs> my, my competitive nature is back Especially now. Especially for me. Cause I have to hear about it all the time. Um, but, uh, but, but no, now we have something to shoot for. Right. So like now we, yep. we will plan uh, accordingly. You know what I mean? So uh, That's and, awesome. we, we appreciate that for sure. Appreciate you all the yeah. kind words on that too. Oh, for sure. And I hope everybody else. Oh, <laughs> listen to him. <laughs> what is that? What, oh, is that, oh, that's the oh, that's right. Okay, that's that's Mister Seven Second Guy. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got it. Yeah, oh. We, we I, I really expect you know because now he's got he's got a new block uh, ordered and all this. So surely, if you're gonna take it apart, you gotta you gotta upgrade, right? I mean, that's you know, Man. Ryan's gone almost two hundred. Uh, Ryan, correct me if wrong. I, I don't know if he's gone two hundred in the car yet, but I know that I know that's his goal. But like, can, you know, what's it going to take to run some sixes? <laughs> hey, hey Brian, it's it's here, H-E-A-R. Oh. Okay. Was, the first time I met Brian was at Drag Week, and I honestly was a little bit intimidated. I was like, I don't want to talk to this guy. I don't, yeah, it's kind of yeah. weird. But then when he came to Street and Eat, it was, uh, I don't know if, I mean, I know they had a hard time at Street and Eat, and they were just fighting battles left and right, but he seemed, um, he actually seemed less stressed to talk to, and he was actually like a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. So, like Devin really is just busting his balls. Oh, like he, sure. they're he, Brian's cool. Yeah, and, and I think that's what's going to be fun about this this whole point series and this whole thing as we continue to grow it is that it really is going to you know because listen, we don't want to take the fun out of Dragon Drive. That's not what this whole thing is about. But we wanted to figure out a way for for this to be larger than just one state you know one event by itself you know which is what it typically has been all these years is you know you worry about one event and then you go to your next one event and your next one event and those events don't overlap in any way and so i think this helps with that well you know it, like i can say this you know for years it was always like hot rod drag week because that's all it really was and rocky yeah. mountain race week and i don't mean to just dis- dis- i'm not trying to discredit rocky mountain race week it's just it's on the other side of the country for me so like it doesn't yeah. You know what I mean? It's not relevant for like me myself, right? And I'm never going to go to Rocky Mountain Race Week because I don't want to go that far. So I'm just that lazy. So uh, uh, no, I actually just have to work too much. So it's uh, in, but, in in Devin's world domination, you will be at, at Rocky Mountain Race Week at some point in your future. I'm I'm almost there. 
I don't know. Unless somebody wants to sponsor the, the, the fuel and the and the cost of it for me to go all the way out there, I doubt we'll ever go, honestly. It's just, it's just gonna be it's just so much of a haul. I'm sure she'd be happy to get rid of me for two weeks, but I, I like I, I always imagine him going to Rocky Mountain Race Week only because I feel like he would get to Kansas and just not realize he's not to the Rocky yeah, Mountains. Yeah. And then I just picture that scene from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Like I expected the Rocky Mountains to be a little bit rockier than this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but Noah, um, uh, you're right though. So like for years it was like hot rod drag week and then you'd see who won or who did well or whatever, like in the magazine, you know, and then sick, uh, you know, the Rocky mountain race week that didn't ever get like, um, uh, print press, you know what I mean? You'd see it online, but there was no print press for it. Right. So then sick, uh, sick, the mag or sick week came out and they started making their magazine and now there's a lot of, a bunch of print on it. Right. And now yeah. a whole bunch of events have popped up us included. Right. And it almost seems as if it's like the perfect thing to do having a championship, a points championship for it. Because like now there's guys like Ryan is in Indiana, right? And uh, uh, um, Bryant's in Michigan. Uh, and then you have, well, they're kind of close to each other. But then Rich Guido's in Cal uh, Canada. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's in the, in the mix there. Graham Hayes was in the mix too, isn't he? Yeah. Yep. He's, yep. he's, he's in uh, Virginia, you know, so it's all over the country, you know? So um, uh, it's it's a good it's a good gig. I think you're doing a good thing. I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be pretty cool. And uh, and we're gonna try to win it. So. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll we'll definitely welcome the competition because I think as we as we line these point series, it'll definitely come out before sick week because we want people to have that opportunity you know, mm -hmm. to make their changes or make a plan for that and then for their year. You know, that's that's the other struggle we're seeing is like. You know, this year, especially like as we begin to develop the, the list of what's going to count, what's not going to count, what, you know, when all that kind of stuff, people had already registered for these events months in advance. So now we have an opportunity. We can say, hey, these are our list. This is what's going to count. This is what's going to be you know, these 10 or 11 or 15 events, whatever, are going right. to be the ones that count. This is what's going to matter. And so I hope that helps people with their planning and, and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm, I'll tell you, Eric and I have worked our asses off the last eight days trying mm -hmm. to get ready for PRI. I'm so anxious. I can't even sleep at night. I can't think about, I can't eat, you know, cause it's just going to be such a huge thing for what, for the community. You know what I mean? Like to be mm -hmm. able to reward all the people that have chased this, you know, there's 58 people have attended three or more, drag and drive event national level drag and drive events this year yeah. it's insane it's absolutely insane yeah it's uh that's that's pretty awesome that's um we we did three but like you know again it was like you know, we didn't uh, josh didn't drive at all three of them so um and 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 then we went you know obviously we host our own and it's a lot of work for us so i think about it like yeah. we're bit like we're small business owners so like we kind of can like you know we kind of have some room to uh, move around a schedule a little bit to make the, those types of things happen. Um, but I think about like the guys that are like, they work, you know, whatever, nine to five or whatever you want to call it. Right. Mm -hmm. and it's like, man, how'd y'all pull it off to go to three of them? You know what I mean? Like you must have yeah. a really good, uh, you must have a really great boss or a great business model to or great business that you work for or something. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a lot of work and it's, and it's awesome to have somebody shoot or have something to shoot for, you know, because like, yeah. Even if this championship wasn't going to happen, everybody's still going to go do them. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 100%, 100%. You know what I mean? So like this is really just icing on the cake, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what that's what it is, you know. So that's that's uh that's a that's a pretty awesome thing. I saw my Rich just commenting there. Um, right. I got the, I got the uh, the privilege of uh, eating lunch with him one time. So nice. That was pretty impressive. That was, was at that a, a PRI. It was PRI last year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know of all the time that Rich and I have spent together. I don't know if I've ever eaten a meal with him. I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's yep. coming by the booth on Thursday at 2 p.m. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna make it to PRI. Um, I know Laura won't. I may fly up uh, for like two days. I may. I don't know. Um, yep. we we're, we're leaving for Iceland um, Thursday. Thursday, and what's today? It's Tuesday night. Today is Tuesday, <laughs> so we're on Thursday. She's like, we're leaving thirty-two and a half hours. Get ready. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, again, this is another one of those things that she planned everything. I planned nothing. But it was a it was a birthday gift though for him. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. we've been trying to take for three years. Right. <laughs> nice. And what Rich is saying here is, we need a five-day event. That doesn't end at the same place it starts. That's going to be the six sixty six, right? Yeah. Yeah, so but it's starting. It's an eight day event. Yeah. Or well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Good. Rich is literally Good. like the uh, like like he's the Chuck Norris man. Like, there's no he's like an unstoppable <laughs> man. Right. He really is. He's like the unstoppable man. It's like he can do every single one of them. Like him is. Yeah. I got to meet uh, when I got to uh, you know he, his father rode with him. Right? What, what yeah. other, right? Uh, was yeah. that for Sick Week? Uh, I don't think it was Sick Week this year. I think Blaine rode with him for Sick Week. Uh, yeah, maybe it was his dad and Blaine. I, I can't remember. I, but I know his dad's been with him several times. Yeah, it's it's awesome to have him and his father. Uh, that's, that's that's killer. Yeah, Rich, no problem. Um, no problem busting blasting. He's another one of those big entire. tire guys. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's one of those big tire guys that doesn't know how to measure Offensive. offset. For his wheels so they stick in like like you know like the fenders here and then the wheels all the way in here you know what i mean like, well, the, feel, like the tire is so tall like you've got to get the the round of the body it's got to you know right. the body line there yeah so, you know. he screwed it up even worse than that though you know what i mean like because it's in like i think they touch each other on the inside you know what i mean oh. You know, it's still so terrible if you go on the street and eat website and you go to the i think it's the general event rules all the way down at the bottom, there's a, a note there about Canadians and big floppy tires. That's about uh, yeah, Matt yeah, Blasco, yeah, yeah. who yes, yes, uh, Rich Frito was just talking about. <laughs> nice, nice, yes, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, let, let's give a shout out to where everybody can follow you guys. We're a little over here, and oh. uh, we, we got to wrap up. Eric and I have some stuff to do tonight that we have to record after this because we're going to be on the PRI stage. I'm, I'm anxious about that. So just add that to the damn mix. Yeah. 16 days, by the way. About 16 days. Great. Shoot me. Yeah. Shoot me. Cool. Uh, where can they find us? I don't know. Florida's. Uh, <laughs> online. Oh, online. Uh, South Be- so on Facebook, it's Southeast Street Neat. Um, that's the private page. You have to join that because we were sick of all the, the spam and T-shirt sales. Um, the other Cartoons. Facebook, yeah. The other Facebook group that's public is Southeast Street Neat Official. Um, do not follow the spam page, Southeast Street Neat 2023. That that's they that's, they got me. They got me. Yeah, they got us. They, yeah, they, they're they selling everywhere. extended it's car like, warranties in there, yep. you know. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's wild. You know? Um, we don't have an Instagram or anything, that's something we'll look into, but and all the event info is always on the website, Southeast Street 
Is it Southeast Street? SCStreetEat.com is the website. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't, we uploaded the results from the event, but we haven't done anything yet for next year. So all yeah, that'll get sure. added in as it comes to us. So. Well, and that's what we get questioned about a lot. As soon as we put out a list, hey, when's registration for these? Hey, when, where are these going to be? I'm like, bro, you're like eight months out on some of yeah. these. These aren't getting put together. The tracks don't even know what dates they are having. Right. You guys going to be at the tracks until like at least February, probably. Right, right. Well, no, we'll lock we'll lock dates and tracks in here, like probably maybe before the end of the year. For sure. Before the end of the year, for sure. Yeah. Most of them, most of them down here are doing scheduling already now. So, yeah. You know. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So, well, y'all, thank uh, you so much for hanging out. We appreciate it. Appreciate you coming. And I want uh, you know have fun in Iceland. Uh, whose page should we watch for pictures? Like, is Devin gonna post or Laura? Should we watch yours for? I probably won't take any pictures because I don't do any of that stuff. But, he uh, is a liar. He took pictures the whole time we were in Curacao. He will take pictures in Iceland. I'm sure yeah, of random dumb shit, not stuff that people <laughs> want to see. You know what I mean? Like, I took pictures of some of the road signs because they were weird. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. random dumb stuff. You know. No, I'll probably I'll post up some stuff from Iceland. It looks pretty cool. We picked the best time ever to go to Iceland. There is a uh, active volcano. It's that, not active yet. Yes, it is. It hasn't erupted. Well, it's blowing the freaking road apart and shit. Uh, there's yeah. like a whole section of the country you can't even go to because there's a volcano going off and like doing crazy stuff. So uh, we may not make it back. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, what a, what a heck of a place to uh, be stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah one of the most expensive countries to live in. Yeah, yeah. In the entire world, and we might get stuck there. Yeah. So that's yeah. really nice. great. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck. Well, you end up, hope you don't do that. Well, well if you end up making it to PRI, let us know. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, if I if I make it to PRI, I'll definitely stop by. Um, I'll, I'll find you. Uh, if I make it to PRI, I probably won't tell anybody because I get conned into working in a couple different booths. So. <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate. That's what happens when you're a celebrity, dude. Don't give me that. PR was tough last year. He, I don't think we got half the stuff done that we wanted to because yeah. it was anytime he stopped at a booth, it was like two hours. He'd be stuck there because well, him and like Ryan Jans and Cameron Powers and Matt Happel walked around yeah. before yeah. Yeah. together. Yeah. selfies to one random one I just left and went back to our hotel room because yeah. I was like, "All right, you you go do whatever." That's awesome. Uh, what, what's Anthony talking about here? Uh, Blasco oh, yeah. over on his big tires to bring you back. <laughs> okay. All right. We're, All we right. got to shut this down. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Have a good one. Thanks. Dude, what a crazy show, man. Uh, it was a lot of show. fun. Wow. Uh, a lot of fun. The first ever uh, Dragon Drive World Champion. What That went amazing. I mean, did you see yeah. our numbers? Our numbers were great. I almost couldn't keep up with comments at one point. Like as soon yeah, as I clicked I on one, like five more. <laughs> yep. So that yep. was that was awesome. Devin and Laura are awesome. Obviously, Devin's yep. been on a bunch of times, but always love having him on. He's a blast. Yeah, they uh, they put on a heck of an event. I mean, you saw it in the comments there. A lot of folks saying that was the best event they had been to. You know, yep. one of their most enjoyable ones. You know, this is it's crazy, man, to think that like you know Ryan argued here saying happy Thanksgiving everyone. Dude, we're at Thanksgiving. Yes. Already. Like this this year really hasn't uh, slowed at all. If anything, we got busier as the year went on and intend to keep that momentum going right into, you know, again, PRI and the Dragon Drive Awards the first time anybody's ever done this. And then take that and run right through the weekend with PRI. I mean, we got mm -hmm. at least two meet and greets every day. 
Yeah. And then we're meeting with potential new sponsors every day. So me and you are going to be busy. I want to give a shout out to the folks that are coming to help us because we're going to have helpers in the booth. We got my brother, Stephen Narks is going to be there. He's actually riding up or driving me up. Um, so he's going to be there to help us in the booth. We've got Colt Beck of Send It Race Media. He's coming up to help Adam Green, who's been down since day one. Once we announced it, he said he wanted to come help. So thank you to Adam. We've got uh, Travis Wise is coming up, who is actually the guy that's doing our trophies, Revved Up Laser Works. He's coming up. He said, I don't want to miss this Dragon Drive Awards. So he's coming up to hang out and uh, and help us with the booth and get the exposure that the Laser Works company needs. Uh, but then also just to attend that. And then I just got a message a couple hours ago that Red Hat Scotty is going to come up with us as well. Nice. Time. Yeah, so we're going to have a great time. We're going to have a ton of people that will help us in the booth, which means Eric and I can go out and, uh, yeah, I don't want to say pander, but we can definitely <laughs> talk to, you know, potential sponsors, folks that want to be involved in the drag and drive community and just maybe not know how to get involved there. And uh, so we're going to help them do that within our brand. And and I don't know, man, we're printing a ton of flyers. We're printing a ton of business cards. We're going to get stickers. Yep. So if you guys haven't done it yet, you got to come by the booth, booth 4746 in the yellow hall. If you are the first 100 people every day, you're going to get a special PRI only decal. This will not be available to anybody else anywhere else. Uh, this would be perfect. You know, hashtag race car friends, hashtag one of my favorites on it, guys. This we're going to do some things that PRI that we've always wanted to do that kind of gives some specialty things. And this is the beginning. This is the beginning of our PRI career. I mean, we're going to we plan to have a booth every year. We put that into our sponsor proposals and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be awesome. Ryan and Kenny Hargett are going to be there. We're going to have a blast. Yeah, we're just going to keep adding on every year. Um, yeah. And then in two weeks, it will be our one year of doing the show. So right after PRI, yeah. it's going to be our one year of doing the drag and drive show. So that's yeah. going to be awesome. It's just, uh, tonight really energized me for everything that we've done this past year, listening to yeah. Bryant talk about, you know, winning this, listening to Devin talk about wanting to come out and win it next year and how much he appreciates what we're doing that, that's the kind of stuff that keeps us going. So we definitely yeah. appreciate all that support a hundred percent. Yep. And then, you know, I, I typically, I don't watch the comments unless uh, Eric puts them up on the screen. I, I try, it's too hard for me to multitask on that, but I'm looking at the comment tab here and we've got more than 120 comments in there. We haven't had that many and we had more than a hundred people in here at one time tonight, which is pretty awesome to be watching that. And of course we're live across eight different things. So if, if you haven't done it yet, you're an idiot. You've got to follow the, wherever you're watching this, you've got to be following that, that outlet. So, all right, dude, that's it. We got to get to, uh, we got to get to recording something special for the PRI team uh, for a little collaboration we got going on uh, leading into the event. So we're going to end it here, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you to our guests tonight. And thank you to obviously our race car friends out there. We couldn't do it without you and our sponsors, Summit Racing, Molly Motorsports, Howard's Cam, Sweet Patina, and Racing Junk. Hopefully we can add to that. Uh, next year yeah and one <laughs> yeah and one last congratulations again to bryant on being the first ever drag and drive world champion see you guys later dude